Welcome to our humble abode, the FanDuel Thunderdome, on this feel-good Friday, January 6th, 2023. The show starts now. Football is going into its last weekend of the regular season, and college football is going into its national championship weekend. To say this is a massive football weekend would be an understatement. Yep. We got magic happening all around the league. Games that are mattering for playoff seeding and contention and rules being made because of the incident that took place on Monday. Speaking of Monday... On Monday Night Football, we all saw the hit mm -hmm. that Damar Hamlin put on to T. Higgins. It was a routine tackle that what followed we could have never expected on an NFL field on primetime, maybe ever in our entire lives, because it was an anomaly of a situation. What we are assuming took place, Comotio Cordis, which is impact to his chest, to his heart, at the exact right time in the middle of his heartbeat that caused him and his heart to stop pretty much, him fainting, CPR being administered for nine minutes, him getting taken to the University of Cincinnati Medical Center, us having no good update, no good update, no good update, hours became a day, became another day. Then we had heard he had opened his eyes. He had the ability to squeeze his family members' hands. He was writing on paper, communicating with people, asking, did we win, was his first question asked. Loves his team, loves his family, did not know that he had been gone for two days, and now this morning we are learning Damar Hamlin's breathing tube that was in there while he was still under some sort of uh, sedation with the ventilator has been removed. He was able to talk to the Buffalo Bills this morning via Zoom or by FaceTime. Mixed reports. We do not know which one's accurate. Nope. FaceTime probably a bit clearer. Zoom a little bit more consistent. So it depends on that. And he's told the group that he loves them. And all the Buffalo Bills, I assume, lost their mind. Brandon Bean had a press conference today. Sean McDermott had a press conference today. Everything seems to be trajectory. Tra hmm. Trajecting? Tra trajecting? No. Uh, you uh, probably, that would yeah. probably work. Heading Is towards? that a word? Yeah, trajecting. I don't think so. Trajecting toward That is not a word. Anyways, it's going in a fucking great direction. <laughs> yeah. We are in a good spot with Tamar Hamlin. We couldn't be more happy for him, Howdy. his family, and the whole situation. That was scary. Very. It was really what we talked about all week because that was a real-life situation taking place in this fun world of sport, in this fun world of football. That all of a sudden was perspective smacked right into our mouths, and now we're, we're thinking this is going to have a happy outcome, yeah. a happy ending. Will he be able to ever play football again? As of yesterday, they were like, he's still in the ICU. Let's not start that conversation. But they did say they were looking to get him back to where he was before this all happened. Before this all happened, he was an NFL player. Right. Is that what they're talking about? We don't know. What a remarkable tale of grit, obviously. DeMar had to fight sure. through this. And that was a large part of the Mario Hamlin, which is the father of DeMar, and Jordan Rooney, who's the marketing agent. They said, we know DeMar. So we know DeMar. He's going to, be our, he's going to get through this. Yep. They said there's a chance to get through this. If there's a chance to get through this, DeMar will get through this because that's who DeMar is. So shout out to DeMar for being a fucking badass, obviously, and battling through this. All the medical people, yeah. incredible work incredible and obviously through covid there's a lot of conversation about the medical world and everything that happened first responders first liners obviously put themselves into danger every single day through covid it was spotlighted and celebrated a little bit more than it probably has ever been in the past should happen more often for the people that are in hospitals taking care of people seeing things that they are and the conversation about the medical community through covid is certainly getting to an interesting spot probably will continue as we go forward but that is not the conversation we should be having about the people with boots on the 
the fucking ground, saving lives every day, staring down danger and doing their thing. And in this particular case, uh, assistant athletic trainer Denny Kellington, Denny Kellerton, I believe is his name. Right. Mm -hmm. Doing the CPR for nine minutes, getting on the ambulance, the EMTs that are on the ambulance that had to obviously provide for the care for DeMar at the time, also family and everything else going on. Shout out to them. Get into the University of Cincinnati Medical Center. The two doctors that spoke yesterday, all the nurses, I assume, that are being involved in that whole thing, round the clock while dealing with other patients that are also going through traumatic and serious things. And then the thought of them having to witness something that we got to witness and moving on every single day, the doctor people, shout out to the medical community yeah. that helped out. Shout out to the NFL community coming together around this whole thing. Shout out to the world witnessing what took place on Monday night and saying, you know what? There's a lot bigger things in our lives than just our little differences that we seemingly pin, you know, we're all so much more alike than we are different. Sure. And I think perspective is what has to be put into place for people to realize that. You know, whenever somebody passes away that's close to you, you set aside the sword that you potentially had with a family member or a friend that was in that group because all of a sudden real life is being introduced to you. And perspective is like, oh, shit, there's something much bigger than what we got going on. So maybe some spites or some uh, vendettas kind of can get buried whenever stuff like this takes place. And I think this was one of those for the entire world because it was on prime time and we all witnessed something. There's been a few of those throughout the last couple of years that we all got to experience together and it'll only be a matter of time before everybody starts hating everybody again yep. but i enjoyed this world coming together around this and sending our positive vibes to damar it seemingly has worked i wonder what else would work if we continue to come together what the world would be but it's been an amazing week and it ends with a happy story and congratulations to all the hamlins yeah. Woo. that was crazy we thought we saw a guy die yep. yeah nuts and there was a lot of conversation around damar hamlin by folks um you know, who I think have the greatest of intentions whenever they say it. Yeah. Heard a lot of people talk about how, you know, the military and police and firefighters, they see what we all saw on a much more regular basis. Oh, yeah. Yep. Somebody dying right in front of them. Mm -hmm. More specific, I mean, cops obviously see it happen. They're in the middle of it. It's that type of stuff takes place. And we all just say, like, yeah, you're cops. You got to do that. But now that we've kind of experienced it a little bit, it makes us, we can't, firefighters, same thing. They mm -hmm. show up at terrible scenes mm -hmm. and they're the only ones running one way yep. and everybody else is running the other way. So like they have seen terrible things and then they're just supposed to move on, right? Yeah. And even more specifically here, like the military, you know, whenever we have conversation, I thought about this yesterday and I don't like to dive into this type of stuff too much because I am a man in a tank top that normally talks about sports and I got overpaid to kick a ball and you should hear how much I'm getting overpaid to speak into a microphone on a daily basis about sports. It's absurd. So I shouldn't normally dive into these real life issues. I dropped out of college. There's somebody out there that is much more, you know, uh, established or has the resume that should speak about these things. But I feel like through my experiences, I've got to meet people and meet the, you know, the people behind the causes and the stories and the reasonings because I've been incredibly lucky to do what I've been able to do for a living. And I got to do a lot of work with the military, a lot. I got to, you know, give back to the military. I got to work alongside the military. I got to have 10 to 50 beers with them and share stories with them. And the PTSD thing has been a conversation. And just me even saying the PTSD thing is like a great descriptor of what it is because it is always a topic of conversation, but never really anything happening from it. And I think now that the whole world witnessed 
somebody potentially a traumatic, very traumatic oh, yeah. experience. I don't know DeMar Hamlin. I know he's from Pittsburgh. He's in the NFL community. He's obviously an NFL brethren of ours and every ex-player. And that fucked me up. I, 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 for a d two days there, it was just a, it was a crazy, and I have no connection to that person. A lot of people in military that serve, and I understand there's a lot of people that stay domestic and there's people that are in technology and everything like that, but for the most part, everybody in military is gonna be around somebody that's gonna pass away if they're in combat. Mm -hmm. They have to see that and then just move on. And then they have to get shot while seeing that and then just move on. They have to watch it like actually happen and then just move on. So I think with us all going through this, it should set a little bit of a standard of how we talk about how we take care of people that are dealing with PTSD, most specifically the military, and how we can maybe find some money in these trillions and trillions of dollars that are, if I'm just reading the headlines, I don't know enough about it, but I've heard there's just trillions and trillions of dollars that go out from the government. I think we should spend some of it to maybe take care of the mentals of the military folks who see what we got to see on Monday night and fucked us all up bad, right? They're humans just like us. They signed up for it. Maybe to help take care of them a little bit too whenever they return home from serving for our Just something to think about that is also a storyline in this whole thing, I think. Because whenever we saw DeMar and what happened to DeMar, we all got, we all got fucked up from oh, that. Yeah. Yep. That was a crazy scene. Shocking. Yeah, I've, that was a crazy scene that just you never expect it comes out of nowhere. And I guess that's the difference with the military and with the cops and with the firefighters. It's like, it could happen. You know it could happen. You signed up for it anyways. It's kind of some people's like explanation. But they're still humans, still going through the same things we're going through. Just a thought now that we have a baseline of everybody seeing a traumatic thing happen on primetime. Whenever we talk about retired military folks, let's think about maybe taking care of them a little bit more so that they can come back to the world that they fought to protect and maybe be somewhat of a normal person. Anyways. Let's move on on this Feel Good Friday, January 6, 2023. January 6, obviously uh, yeah. a day that has yeah, uh, done some things in America. Mm -hmm. It also created A.J. Hawk, so we right. have to remember mm -hmm. that. So in the next hour, we will have an A.J. Hawk celebration. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm excited for that. We're pumped for it. The Toxic Table is here at Boston Connor at Ty Schmidt. One half of the hammer, Don. Cowboys Tone Diggs is here. Everybody in the back behind the glass at Evan Foxy at Viva Lozito. Frank Moraldo's back there. Dirty's back there. Mitt's here. Billy's coding. Tim McAfee's cleaning something up. CFO Phil's in the comments, probably. Mm -hmm. Not happy about us giving anything away. Way, but at PMS store down there doing his thing. It's a glorious Friday. We're here. Hell yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. There's Made it. We got Great NFL Friday. games tomorrow. Yep. We got NFL games on Sunday. What? We got national championship on Monday. What? We got playoffs the week after that. What? Let's talk about the playoffs. There's a lot going on in this department. Sure. Ton. We read some tweets. What the hell happened here? Oh, that was trying to capture lightning uh, yeah, yesterday. That's right. Remember? Uh, yep. Boom. Gotcha. You know what I mean? Somebody should be able to get that. <laughs> Power of the grid. Can we not do that? I sent a text to Nick last night. I said, I'm, I'm serious about the lightning thing. How come that hasn't happened? And he said, somebody tried it and just blew out everything. It had too much power. Nobody could corral well, it. Well, maybe we tried again. Yeah. yeah. It Train. might be that water bottle. That's a DiNardo water bottle. That probably could capture it. And yeah. did you see me? I mean, Simple. you would have Boom. to do it how I, yep. you know, yeah. and somebody probably more experienced than me could do it, but... You put a little bit of metal right here. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Just put a little bit of metal right here. So it's like the uh, key thing that... Ben Franklin, that's right. ...did. And then as soon as... You've got to be able to eyeball it. Mm -hmm. So somebody's got to have good eyes. Yep. Probably wear that welding thing. Yeah, welding It's going to be bright. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, it's like going to be bright. Suit. Is that a tag or a, 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 a mag? 
welder. <laughs> Did you ever do any welding? No, never. Of course not. Wood, woodworking. Yeah, why would he? Yeah, no, no, woodworking. Come on, yeah, I one of those chairs. <laughs> yeah, I mean, as, anyways, welder mask on. Okay. Mm -hmm. Come on. And then as that thing gets, whoop, boom, gotcha. catch it. Whoop, boom, boom, catch it. Gotcha. And now what? You just. Yeah. Power. Right you need it. Power. <laughs> hey, what do you need? Power. Boom. Boom. Power. Power. Boom. How Simple. come they're not doing it, Nick? You tell. You went to school ten years. Tell me, Nick, how come, they, how come they're not doing right. that? How come we're not catching the lightning? And then, by the way, if we have the capability of just catching it in a bottle, bang, and then yeah. we don't have to worry about delaying games anymore, right, because no. of lightning. Because guess what? It's all going into bottles mm -hmm. so that it can be. How come we're not doing this? I'm Nick? with you, man. I, I don't know. I, I suppose it's some type of lobbying situation. Maybe we got some uh, fossil fuel people don't want it to happen. You know, clean energy yes. alternative sources. This would be an alternative. Would this not be an alternative? This would be the cleanest of energies. That's right. And that's the answer right there. Lasers? 2015. Yeah, they figured it out. Scientists are working on controlling lightning with lasers. We don't need to fight the light. We're, no. we're talking about corralling the light. We need like a, oh, they need we need a herding dog. Yeah, I think that's they what they're trying to do. They are with herding the lasers. With in, in a study recently published in the journal Science Advances, researchers harnessed some control over the trajectory of an electrical charge when they fired a charge between two electrodes that were a few centimeters apart. So they would have to be able to guess when the lightning's coming. Yeah. Yeah. We're not going to be able to do that. No. Hey, scientists, in 2015, they're trying their best. Good luck. We're seven, eight years later. Let's hope they have it figured out. But we're not, we're, we can't be guessing it. No, 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 no. We got to know when it comes. We're fucking driving it, though. Yep. You know what I mean? That's what we got to mm -hmm. get to. Need a little bit different strategy, I think, but they're onto something there. Well, it also looks like they're maybe thinking about using it as a weapon as opposed to, you know, yeah, of course pow powering yeah, the entire grid. Lightning, yeah. As long as we're, it's our We're weapon. 20, 25 years away from that. Let's focus on, you know, maybe clean, cleanly energizing our entire grid as opposed to thinking, hey, let's control this lightning and then weaponize it. I would like anybody out there. No, I'm not doing it. You become a bazillionaire if you become the person that figures, oh, out, yeah. figures uh -huh. out how to power well, lightning. Yeah. Good chance that person's getting... Yeah, <laughs> big oil, because I believe it came out again that someone's trying to create uh, where, where water can run your car. And the first Tony. two people that have done that have died, so... It's different with lightning, Okay, Tony. let's move along. No, let's move got, along. I don't know. This is a report on the internet, no, I assume. No, real. It is a real report on real. the internet, I would assume. Tony. It's real. Look it up. Twitter Anyways, files, The bro. lightning thing was real, though. I, I wonder why we nobody's been able to do that. Green energy, green energy. We're using the sun. Yeah. We use the rain in some places. Mm -hmm. We use everything else that yeah, is potentially forward. available. Comb makes whiskey. Whiskey makes my baby. Get a little frisky. What a moment. I sang with Luke Bryan this year. Yeah. That was awesome. Also, long day, ice cold beer never broke my heart. I don't know if he sang. I don't know if he sang. He loved he, it, though. Yeah, he did. Oh, he didn't sang. everyone yell at him, too? Like, hey, you better fucking stick around and sing for us. That after, was an right? interesting moment, and I never thought about that for singing community. Yeah, sure. Yeah. But Combs, after he, did the, um, after he did college game day, after the show went off the air, like taking some pictures and everything like that afterwards mm -hmm. with some of the sponsors on the stage, so you don't just exit the stage immediately. They look at Luke Combs and they sing. Sing, 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 sing. This guy's like four hours removed from his last concert in Wisconsin. He's got another one. He flew in literally just because he yep. was ain't so incredibly yeah. pumped for the opportunity. Sing, sing. sing. hey, sing. Come, sing, come on, sing, come on, do it. And I was immediately like, God damn, are they going to peer pressure? 
is he going to get peer pressured into me getting a Luke Combs performance right now? That'd be pretty cool. Yeah. I was excited. I'm like, I'm going to hang around and see if this happens. And he gave him, like, I appreciate you. I'll be back spring. Spring. I'll mm -hmm. come back in spring or whatever. And it was like, oh, singers probably get that all the time. Yeah. Like, Hey, won't you fucking sing? Hey, what will you say, music man? Fucking sing. One person, one person, because um, I have done stand-up comedy. Although I disrespected the profession mightily, uh, I just told stories, and it wasn't really like uh, I never, I didn't practice any of them. First time I said it was live on stage. You know, that's not the stand-up comedy profession. But some sports reporter was like, "Oh, you're a comedian," and it could tell person thought about trying to become a comedian at one point the way the question was phrased. Mm -hmm. And then did a make me laugh. Mm -hmm. And it was at that moment I was like, oh, so that happens to comedians all the time. Yep. Singers, hey, si hey sing, sing for me. Sing for me. Sing. But they don't ever like, I didn't go to that reporter. I'm like, well, fucking journalism for yeah, me. Yeah, report something. You know Write me I mean? a 500 word essay. Right now. On us, on us sitting right here. Interesting situation. Luke yeah. Combs is fantastic, though. Yeah, he's awesome. Fantastic. One of the better guests this year for Game Day. But back to Luke Bryant. We use rain. Yep. We use everything that's provided. Pretty much. Now, mm -hmm. do we ruin it sometimes? Certainly. That's mm -hmm. going to happen. We, humans are going to do that. Yeah. I assume with ill intent, some people are fucking some things up. For sure. But lightning, we've never even attempted, right? Nope. I mean, I guess we have attempted, but it's never been like openly talked about as why don't we do that? That has to be the most powerful thing of all time. Can we not, we just can't build anything that can harness lightning? Is that our, what are we doing? We're, Elon Musk just put, snapped his fingers and said, we're going to space with my little fucking toys over here. Mm -hmm. And we can't get something that can harness a little bit of lightning yet? It's 2023! Yeah, I assume we figured it out. And then they just got worried about it getting into the wrong hands and decided, you know what, we'll put this one to bed. Put it in the holster. And then maybe in 2040, when we have to go dominate somebody, perhaps, yeah. then we'll break it out, use it, and they yeah. won't be ready for it. Oh, so you think this is like, um, like in ping pong, I have a serve. Sure, exactly. But you ain't seeing that serve no. unless this serve is needed. And when it's it's so drastically different mm -hmm. than all of my – it's like we're playing a completely different game. Bingo. Statue of Liberty for Boise State. Out of nowhere. Yes, Need it. Sure. Got to have it. We, there was a hook and ladder before that. Yep. And then another mm -hmm. play that never gets talked about because of the Statue of Liberty. Mm -hmm. no, in uh, Art of War, Shinzu, I, I believe yeah. there's like uh, – R.I.P. Yeah, he passed away 2,000 years before Jesus Christ. It was right. a tough year. Be where you're going to be. Keep him off guard. Appeal. You're thinking we got a little lightning rod. Exactly. A little lightning gun. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's in 2015. Like You're telling me in those years, I mean, it, we can go back to it, and I hate to do it, but it's just like the CIA putting cameras and birds in 1970. Right. Like, it's the exact All right, same let's move thing. along. We you got, think that they just gave up the way, on this? Lightning is hotter than the sun. Yeah, it's hot. Oh, yeah. Five times. That's going to be tough because I don't know if they can corral lava. Well, and I don't understand how that people can get struck by lightning and not melt into the abyss if that's the okay, case. They got rubber soles in yeah, the shoes. Yeah, it's not directed. Yeah, you get grounded. Yep. Apparently also it's Harder uh, than the sun. Never directed. much less powerful when it gets to the closer proximity to the Earth's surface. Oh, so it's soft ass. Exactly. So yeah. we should be able to corral it. It was hotter than the sun at one point. Not then it got to the surface. It's fucking soft it ass lightning. It could be as easy as fucking catching lightning bugs. Bingo. Yeah. You know? One of those blow-up bats. Exactly. <laughs> a lot of conflicting reports out there. One of the other problems, apparently, is there's no battery that can uh, charge up within microseconds. Bullshit. 
What does that mean? Like it, a surge protector. Yeah, it, it means it's too much power going into the device in a, such a quick amount of time that it can't, can't contain it. it. It just kind of blows. You're no, no, I'm not talking about it's going to a battery. This thing's going into a vat. A big glass jar. A yeah. Boom. yeah. And then that's getting uh, sent out. Yeah, well, I don't, I don't know else. if they've tried that yet. That's getting well, sent out. Exactly. Try it. Mason jars? What are you talking about? What do we think this is? You're, like a nuclear thing. You know, they create it, and then the power sitting, and they ship it out. Yep. Yeah. That's what we're talking about. Mm -hmm. The lightning, bang, bag it, send it. Tag what do we even do? It's kind of like Monster Zinc. Tag, tag it, it, send it. What are we even doing? How come this get? I'm losing my voice again. Yeah. We've I, also got another group saying that uh, only. Who are they? I didn't even know. Yeah. I didn't know who they are. <laughs> only, lightning committee. Only a small fraction of the energy within lightning is electrical current. Most of it is energy that heats the air. Even well, cooler. Tell them thank you. We got fucking wooden. Ferris wheels with yeah. water. There that's is right. no electric currents running through that. Nope. And that's somehow powering something. Sweet. Exactly. So you're telling me we can't get the lightning in there? We got wind. Those things spinning. Yep. Yeah, yeah, Big yeah. old turbines. Farms, turbines. Trading it. There's an Oppenheimer documentary coming out later this year. Maybe the, they'll show. I think he tried to harness it. Yeah, and the lightning. lightning. He, uh, you're talking about Mr. Mr. Oppenheimer? He did something mm -hmm. even worse. What Oppenheimer do? He created the atom bomb and just blew the smithereens out he didn't of a couple drop it. islands in Japan. No, he didn't drop it, but he knew while he was making it. This is like the AI thing. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But exactly. They knew while they were making it, oh, fuck, I don't know if anybody should have this. Oh, yeah, he said, I am death, destroyer of worlds. Yeah. The guy that we just... Uh, Oppenheimer. Oppenheimer. And no, Harry the guy we traded for Brittany Griner. Oh, the master That's the of death? Of That's the yeah, I mean, he's he's small potatoes compared to fucking Oppenheimer. Oppenheimer and then yeah. give him hell, Harry said, you're goddamn right you are. Yeah. Give me that thing. Boom. Let's Drop end it. this war. Yeah. They, they have not forgotten. No, 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 no. no. That movie is I, going I, I to be wild. That was a must-win move. Yeah, Oppenheimer almost... Oh, that was a, <laughs> yeah. a must-win move. Speaking of... There's only one must-win. Yep. That was his serve. Oppenheimer. Yeah, that was his ping-pong serve that he saved. Yeah. yeah. Yep. Uh-huh. My serve. I don't even want to give it away right now. You shouldn't. You shouldn't. Yeah, watching. I wouldn't. It is a... It, it's quite a, it gets quite a pop, yeah. too, every time. You've got to have it. Super intense moment. You know what I mean? I didn't know I need... This is Andy Reid in the red zone. Bingo. This is yeah. third third and one. Yep. Fourth and one. Yeah, Philly, Philly. You need it. Yeah, got to have it. That, got to have it. And we need to start thinking more like that. About things. Gotta have it situations. Do. Gotta have it situations that are gonna pop up in our lives. Let's make sure we're fucking prepared. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't have to be just standard operation. No, it can be out of the ordinary. It can be a four four stack deep, snap through legs, sure. yep. gotta do what you gotta do type play. Because sometimes trickery, especially in those moments, not expected and guaranteed to work. Yep. Always. You should see, I mean. Sometimes in that Oculus, mm -hmm. I can see the other person fucking doing it. Yeah, doing this number right here, and I could I could sense because they got their microphone open that in that room that he's in right now, the, the tension is palpable. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Nobody in the background's talking. They might have been talking a little bit earlier. Shit just got real, and then all of a sudden they're watching on their screen because you can project on the screen. My fucking cat mask on the other side because oh, yeah. that's what I am. My fucking. Fucking just a quick little guy runs, dives, hits head off something. Yep. Gotcha. Game over. Hey, see you. Have a good one. Exit game. <laughs> yeah, that's right. What just happened in that room that I just left? That's why the Oculus is amazing. I need to get back in there. Yeah, it's sitting over there too, right? Yeah, I brought it in here so I start playing a little bit here more. Here we go. I was playing people in Germany in fucking ping pong trying yeah. to prepare for. Yeah. 
And the Guardian you could establish in here, too. I mean, you'd be able to actually dive and, and get those. And boxing ring in here. Sure. Oh, yeah. You're moving around the mm -hmm. entire thing. You get real action. Real ring. All right. Uh, I believe we're calling. Uh, this is all passing time to get to this. Yep. Uh-huh. Because the playoff scenario, the Colts, Indianapolis, sweet holders, mm -hmm. more specifically, sweet holders, might benefit mm -hmm. from everything going on in the NFL right now. Yep, greatly. All roads seemingly are leading to Indianapolis for the AFC Championship game. I might be wrong, but that's how I read it. Now, Cincinnati Bengals fans read everything that's going on, and they said, fuck all this bullshit. Mm -hmm. I read it, and I was like, oh, shit. Indianapolis is going to be hosting the AFC Championship yeah. game. It does feel like that is the case. Could be the case. The man who knows if that'll be the case, and also everything else going on around the NFL right now, is senior insider for the NFL, the NFL's uh, network, mm -hmm. the NFL's website, what? and its streaming service, NFL Plus. Host of the insiders and the week of wrap-ups with Rap Sheet and Friends, us being the friends, he being Rap Sheet, ladies and gentlemen, Ian Rappaport. Yeah, Rap Sheet! Every day this What's going week. On? Every day. It, did you hear it? It's not the weekly wrap-up with Rap Sheet and Friends. It's the week yeah. of wrap-ups mm -hmm. with Rap Sheet no. and Friends. Boom. It's every single now day. Now, we missed Tuesday. We, we did miss Tuesday. We started on no, Tuesday. We didn't. No, we did didn't. No, maybe Monday. Well, we Maybe missed we Monday because Rose Bowl. Oh, you were right. You were like, eh, NFL, not that interested. Let's do college football. Right. No, I know you've been busy. I explained right. to everybody why. I had no idea that the Rose Bowl game day was a different time. Uh, that, And that's my fault. You know, I'm a checkers player. not not a chess player. I don't look far enough in advance. I just assume same time. I'll call in the show. We'll do the show. Mm-hmm. It was a different time. Rose Bowl is impossible to uh, just post up in, I guess, because yep. it's like the most prestigious place on earth. And it was comedy of ineptitude wow. on my part. That's why we missed Monday. Other than that, though, Tuesday all the way through, we've had you every single day. It's been great to see you, pal. Yeah. He debuted as a TV star, too, on Tailgate Takedown. That's what right. Hey, here we go. And then this week is ending with the best news I think we could possibly get. DeMar Hamlin has oh removed his breathing tube, FaceTimed or Zoomed with the Buffalo Bills, told him that he loved them, and they've moved. they're, like, all obviously incredibly excited. What are the next steps in this? This is this is the best news possible, right, Rap Sheet? Oh, this was amazing. I yeah. mean, this was so cool. But you know, I was kind of hearing this morning that he was FaceTiming with various teammates, and you know, and then it was like, well, actually, he's going to have a surprise, and you know, I kind of didn't want to ruin the surprise, so it was like, all right, well, let me wait till he's actually yeah. on the FaceTime with his teammates. It sounded even more amazing than my little tweet there because he was he said I love you. He was flexing for him, which is just awesome. I mean, and I guess he's, like, the greatest dude. Like, teammates really, really like him, um, and they just enjoyed the heck out of this. Um, sounded like an incredible scene. It wasn't long, but it was powerful. So he's got the breathing tube out. He can talk. Obviously, not a lot, but can talk. This is all progress. The next step would be to be able to do these things on his own and be able to get released from the hospital which it does sound like could be fairly soon, like maybe wow. within even a couple of days. It's amazing. What did we learn about, uh, did he have any preconditions to his heart? Have we learned anything about what it is with the heart? Have the doctors talked about that, why this happened, how this happened? Or are we waiting for him to get completely out of the woods to find out all the details? So there's a condition called commodio cortis, which we've been talking about, which none of us really know what it is, but it involves no, no. basically lightning striking and hitting the heart at the exact wrong time and everything kind of short-circuiting, essentially. What the doctors explained to us 
yesterday. I think that was yesterday. I don't really know. Yes. Whenever we talked to the doctors, what they explained to us is that is a diagnosis of exclusion. What that means is they basically rule out everything else and they say, well, if it couldn't have been this thing, then it is this other thing. So they are still going through those tests now to determine, one, if there was any pre-existing condition, two, what actually happened, three, if there's any lasting anything. Neurologically, they say he is doing great. And that is, of all the things, that is the best thing. So, you know, they were asked yesterday, like, could he play again? Like, what is... And basically, they were like, we are not ruling anything out, but we don't know enough now until we go through all these tests. That is what's happening now medically. Okay, so I think their answer to him playing football again, he was the, he's still in the ICU, they said. Mm -hmm. And they didn't want to get yes. into it. But they also said, we are looking for him to be the same person he was before this event or something like yeah. get, get him to that. And then, yeah. so in my it, head, it, in my head, it, I'm like, it was like, he's an NFL. Yeah. No, go ahead, say it. Right. It was like, what's the best case and they were like best case is he's back like he was which like obviously he was playing in the nfl so that would be all positive right there yeah and they're not misspeaking i don't think you know like they are very calculated with every word that they're saying there because it is the medical world so best case scenario yeah. what is best case can and they say to what he was or whatever it's like before this happened i think i think they said before this happened what what he what before he what he was before yes. this happened which would be like Oh, so that's on an NFL field then, like yeah. moments before. They're doctors, they're intelligent. That's, that's amazing. Hey, congr congrats to medicine as a whole. Yeah. Unbelievable. And the humans. These guys, man. That's good for These us. doctors, unbelievable. I mean, truly, not like, can't even say enough. Unbelievable. Yeah, hell yeah. And awesome for DeMar. I can't wait to see what the next steps are. Okay, let's pivot away from that incredible feel-good story on this feel-good Friday, January 6th. It's also AJ Hawk's birthday. Yeah, we're having a, a festival for him in the next hour or so, so get excited about happy it. Birthday. We're having an event, yeah. Oh, you said happy birthday to him? You want to say anything else? No. No, that's it. I'm not a big birthday guy. He'll but happy birthday one time, we're good. No, that's it. I'm, I I weighed in. I, I'm I'm on the board. He's big actor. I now. weighed in. Yeah, he doesn't. Want I'm it. on the board. Listen, you can't say I didn't say it. I did say it. Yeah, move I along. Said it. Somebody who didn't say it is obviously worse than me. Mm -hmm. I said it. Right. Take me out of the conversation. That's amazing. Happy birthday, AJ Hawk from Ian Rappaport, who would go on to say. <laughs> The all-time leading tackler for the Green Bay Packers, all-time leading rookie tackler for the Green Bay Packers, right. should wow. potentially be, you know, Hall of Famer, right? Yeah. Is that what you said, Ian? Is that what you, you cut out there for a second? Uh, yeah, I mean, there's a vote coming up, uh, I think, at some point before the Super Bowl. We'll see. Yeah, well, Let's get Zach Thomas first. Let's get Zach Thomas in first. Zach Thomas, Reggie Wayne, uh, Dwight Freeney, mm -hmm. Robert Mathis. There's a, there's a lot of guys. Uh, let's go ahead and put Shane Leckler in there, yep. Cyphers in there. I was nominated last year, so I always just say I was a nominee for Hall of Fame. So That's cool. It is, yeah. Somebody Wait, not not this year? No, yeah, this year. I wasn't a finalist, though. I didn't make the finals. <laughs> Never would have guessed. Cool. Never all politics. Guessed. Well, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. Me getting nominated, I think people would say is all politics. But nonetheless, <laughs> uh, I will always be a Hall of Fame nom. So, like, some people reading off my – for instance, Reese Davis read off my accolades one time. Mm -hmm. And uh, I almost said a Hall of Fame nom. Hall of Fame nom. Throw it in there. <laughs> 
Just because it's a massive joke, I don't mean it for real. But anyways, let's move on to something that people are calling a massive joke in Cincinnati. We chatted yesterday, I think I said, or maybe two days ago. Yeah, man. Whenever the playoffs were trying to get sorted, I said like three weeks from now, two weeks from now, people are going to forget how serious the world was of football, of the NFL, the last couple of days. And they're going to say the NFL fucked this up with how they decided to figure out the seeding and everything like that. I said that's going to happen. We have to remember that this isn't – a moment in time that we will all remember because of how serious and how traumatic it was to our entire NFL community. It was. It took over everything, every conversation. Every team was talking about it. So whatever the NFL did, we thought in a moment, like, hey, let's get past this. They did what they had to do in the moment. Let's move on. Already, Cincinnati Bengals fans are pissed about the potential layout of what it could be if there's teams that haven't played the same amount of games. I'll let you dive into it all for maybe um, – like Indianapolis hosting a championship game or a coin toss for the Ravens and the Bengals, even though the Bengals – like, can you explain everything that's going on? And has this been voted yeah. to be true yet, or is this all still speculative stuff that could happen with the pre, uh, uh, playoffs? I mean, sorry. Okay, first of all, it's – their owners right now, basically 12 to 1, so right now are discussing it. They are expected to vote. Uh, I would expect the Bengals to vote against it. Um, what, is it? Usually what is against it? What is it? A lot of things – can you explain okay, what so it is? Here, yes. So here's what it is. It's two parts. It is a potential neutral site game. Yeah, this graphic is actually really helpful. A potential neutral site game for the AFC title game if certain results happen this weekend, if the Bengals, uh, Bengals, Chiefs, or Buffalo isn't involved in the AFC title game. This is the simplest way I can say it. If but This depends only on the results of the Chiefs and Bills game. If they have the same result this weekend, then if they're in the AFC title game, it's at a neutral site. So if they win, they both win, or if they both lose, and then they get to the AFC title game, it's at a neutral site. Got it. If they both lose, and then Cincinnati beats the Ravens, Ravens. it either a Buffalo or Cincinnati versus Kansas to the AFC title game will be at a neutral site. And then there's the thing, so that's what's going on there. And the neutral site, I actually, we'll see, but I wouldn't be surprised if it's an outdoor neutral site. What? All these teams are outdoors. No, no, Indianapolis. Indianapolis, it's perfect. We're right here. Weather controlled. Heinz. Don't be a fool. I do, I do like Indy. I will be there for the combine in uh, a couple weeks. Nice. Which is a wow, it's more amazing. Than a couple weeks. Uh, but no, outdoors. Anyway. Let's not, uh, no, outdoors. You're saying that as a guarantee? It's not going to be a Lucas? Not not guarantee, but I think they're going to try. Try, try what? That's dumb. Real football, you know. Whoa! Oh, you know. What try really? to find a good spot outdoors. Who won the Super Bowl last I mean, year? I don't know where, but it would be. I'll tell you the coolest thing for me, and this is just my own personal opinion. Pittsburgh is outdoors. Pittsburgh's hosted big games. Hell yeah! It's an awesome stadium. It's where Demar Hamlin is from. That would be kind of cool. That would be sweet. I Bring mean, miserable home. for kickers, punters, quarterbacks, everything like that. Oh, yeah. The game itself. Right. Yeah, quarterbacks and everything like that. Yeah. <laughs> I love Pittsburgh. Hey, listen, if it goes to Pittsburgh, we, we probably get a suite anyway. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, we we, we're probably at that one as well if it goes to Pittsburgh. So we're with <laughs> it. So we're good. It's going to be a Pittsburgh <laughs> or Indy. Here we go. Hell yeah, going big down big. short. Oh, we're going to be uh, a KFC championship game. Right. Can't wait. Hell yeah. Either way, we're going Super Bowl. Let's go. I'll see you And then there. we're going. No, uh, Pittsburgh's no, going Super Bowl. No, this is not this Paycor Stadium. Hines never did this. No. No, no, no. Don't confuse Paycor. No, that's Acroshore. Ac- oh, Acroshore. Sorry. Paycor is a bottom of the barrel fucking. Oh, that's right. 
That's on me. Carrying your division. I apologize Tony. to Heinz Field, who gave up its name to Acresher. That's right. That I thought it was Paycor still, because Paycor first year and since. You can see how we make that. Understandable. Mistake. It's a mix up. So Acresher might be the host, is what you're saying? That nah, could be sure. a potential. Uh, in my brain, that's the best one. But here's why Cincinnati's well, mad. Yeah. Cincinnati. Hell yeah. That, that, that field sucks. sucks. Yeah. Can't play there. Beautiful skyline. Terrible. That's the worst. We got, new, anyway, we got Supergrass. The worst field in the league. Right, ahead, What's right. Supergrass? <laughs> it's coming oh, yeah. to Detroit. Yeah. It's coming to Detroit field. Yeah. Keep up. Come Why on. do we have to keep it. telling him stuff? You know, how does he not know? <laughs> what I, have, I know a very certain amount of things, a finite amount of things. That is what I know. For well, instance, yeah. if you quizzed me on what the uh, Steelers uh, stadium name was, could have gotten it right, but definitely not guaranteed. Yeah, me neither. I just called it the wrong stadium. <laughs> We've been talking about it. We're from there. I mean, that is uh, quite new. It's new. It's brand new. Always be Heinz, right? Even though the Heinz Thank Ketchup you. Company decided, nah, your stadium ain't worth as yeah. much as uh, Acres yeah. are saying it's worth. Sorry, Turn their back yeah. on the city. No, Which is still, unbelievable. They're still in the red zone. The ketchup bottles are back. Yeah, yeah, but that was two days later, remember, because of the... Yeah, everyone was Because pissed. of the People backlash. People were outraged, yeah. Forgive and forget. All right. I don't know if we're Never a city forget. that has ever done that before in the past. Uh, forgive and forget, but I'm with it. For Heinz, we do. What if they move? Are they even in Pittsburgh anymore, Heinz? No, 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 no. Where are they? Fucking Chicago, I believe. They're not? Oh, no. <laughs> Super catch up. They've yeah. been there for a long time. Uh, they moved a long time. Yeah. Ago, yeah. What? They still had a stadium, though. They were still giving yeah, yeah, back yeah. to the city, I thought. Yeah, yeah. Because of the contract? The recipe was born and raised where it was, okay? <laughs> the recipe. Born I, I live here. Well, listen, I live here now. Doesn't mean I'm not from there. You're right. Uh, Hines grew up. He got to a new. Just went to college. Yep. Hines right. went to okay. college over there in Chicago. Mm-hmm. Forgot about his old friends. You're right. You're right. And I will only use Hines. All the yeah, other still better than shit. Red gold. Or yeah. any of that other stuff that cats up. Hunts. I don't think I've ever Hunts. had Hunts. I don't think I've ever had Hunts ketchup. Hunts is pretty good. Hunts you is. Ever mix, color. You ever mix poop and ketchup? That's Hunts. Yeah. Whoa. <laughs> what? Okay. They've like sold that? a lot of it. That's they the have, yeah. The, well, the Chiefs. That's the Chiefs. That's yeah. the Chiefs, right? Hunts. And they've never moved out of Kansas City. You don't know that. Because all do. poop. Nah, Hunts from California. So is that not the Hunt family? Nope. No. I could have sworn it was. What? That's why Mahomes does. Hey, keep speaking out of your ass. <laughs> <laughs> poop mouth. <laughs> all right, rap. Let's get to some more stuff as we try to ruin. Uh, this wait, hold on. So, yeah. so here's why Cincinnati's mad. Yes. That was Cincinnati is mad because they win the AFC North. And if they lose to the Ravens this week, they will still be winners of the AFC North, despite the fact that the Ravens beat them twice because the Bengals have played one fewer game. So Uh, even though all that happens, if they lose to the Ravens this weekend, they have to flip a coin to see who gets home field. And they are mad because there are rules, as Zach Taylor just said, and this is basically an alteration to the rules. Uh, it also might have make them play a harder schedule next year uh, because they won. I mean, there's a lot Ooh. of things that it has affected that make it harder for them because the they won the North, year, but they don't I mean. automatically get home field. That is why they're mad. So, okay, I understand that. Th- I didn't know. Thank you for explaining that to me, and I needed that to be explained to me because I didn't fully comprehend why they're so mad. You said Zach Taylor just came on TV and said that there are rules. Mm-hmm. He said that was Joe Mixon's. Uh, tweet pretty much as well, the running back from the yeah. Bengals. Yeah. So we're not following the rules no more, is what Mixon said. And then two screenshots of the actual rule book where it kind of lays out the situation that we're currently in. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But it also says commissioner has authority. Like the commissioner has the authority to kind of do whatever. I did not know that that's why they were upset about the Ravens <laughs> beating them twice. 
So if the Bengals lose to the Bills on Monday Night Football, and I know they were up 7-3. Yes. I know they were up 7-3. Football, 7-3, obviously, yeah. that's clo- that's Big very deal. That game, game's over. Game over. That game is over, It was only, what, there were like eight minutes left in the first quarter. So, it was- so I understand that game's over, and the Bengals were definitely going to beat the Buffalo Bills that night with Josh Allen and all the weapons. Not saying that the Bengals aren't fucking awesome. We love the Bengals. But just assuming that the Bengals are going to win that game because it was 7-3 in the first quarter and driving. They were driving on that particular play. Yeah. Got it. Maybe field goal, maybe touchdown. 10-3, we'll say 14-3, whatever. And that is obviously game over, I mean, in the NFL, is how the Bengals are acting. But if the Bengals lose that game, and then they lose to the Ravens week 18, Ravens win AFC North, right? Yes. Yeah. I believe that is correct, yes. And that's, but that's, and then of course, in Cincy, you're right, in Cincy's mind, they're like, well, we didn't lose. Like, we might have won, and probably would have won. So, and this is the problem, is like, Problem? We could argue, like, if I'm bill. sitting there yeah. with Bengals people, I could argue. I could, all, I could argue all of these things. There's no good answer. It, the whole thing is annoying. It's we agree. Unfortunate for a lot of reasons. But it's, un- but the, we all, I thought, were in the unprecedented. I thought we were all in the same boat. Like, hey, what's going on? Is just, it'd be tough to explain to anybody what is happening right now in the future. Yeah. If we get, if people look back on this decision, it'll be difficult to tell them what it was like to see somebody potentially die on a football field on prime time no. week 17 and the biggest game of the year, pretty much like it's going to be tough to explain how people reacted afterwards. You know, it is a real thing. So I don't understand why the Bengals fans are so mad. I don't uh, Now, Granted, they beat the bills, which they might've done. And Rappaport saying probably would have done. I'm not going to say that completely. Although I love the Bengals. I think they're very fucking good. But that game, if that game's a tie, if they rule that game a tie, and then they lose to the Ravens. Still win the division. They, the Bengals would win? Yeah. Oh, okay, so that's why they're pissed. Yeah, and I think it's just because the no home playoff game. Like the possibility of that wow still being the division winner just doesn't really add up. Yeah, that's yeah. right. But the Ravens are saying they could still win the division, right? Weren't they thinking that? Going into last weekend, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, exactly. They were still potentially thinking about winning the North. So, yes, yeah. If it was if it was seven three Bills when the game stopped, much different conversation. It was so early in the yeah, game. so yeah. early. It's fascinating. It is because I could see why the Bengals fans are pissed. Just, I could see, but also like from a zoomed out standpoint, it's like this is a tough one on one. I didn't expect them to do all of this though. Did you expect them to do all of this? I thought it was just going to be a coin toss. Let's move on. Like th- this feels like a lot, doesn't it? Yeah, it, it is a lot. And I would say, like, to me, if, if you had said yesterday, which I think you probably did, I, I said what I was expecting was this game to be canceled and then it to just kind of be what it was. They worked, I mean, it sounded like hours and hours and hours of meeting with Mike North, the scheduled dude, and a lot of high-ranking executives to try to figure out every freaking scenario. And, like, I so it was out. a lot. And I got this, just being honest, I got this email last night. And I had to go on TV like 15 minutes later, and I was like, how am I going to explain this? It was a lot. Why? Yeah, yeah I did a great job, um, <laughs> but it was a lot. And, you know, uh, but, I, but I think they tried really hard to make it as fair as possible. And, like, if this ends with a neutral site game, then I think that's okay because it kind of is annoying to everyone, but it's not unfair to anyone either. Agreed. It seems like they did way too much. Why didn't they just do this? And we just thought about it now. They're still in the meeting. Why don't you give a call over there? It should be a best of five coin toss. Cincinnati should be up one nothing. Ooh. That'd be perfect. You know okay. what I mean? Ooh. So you got to get to three. Cincinnati's already got one. That makes sense. I don't hate it. Yeah. And well, I- how about this? 
How about paper scissors? Best of five, and since Dennis he's already got one. And then Best since, of five. Yeah, you can pick a since player. Since he's already got one, right? <laughs> since he's already got one, because they were up seven. You know, there's one player who's like really good at this. Joe oh, yes. versus Josh. Yeah. Oh yes, it, there's there are very skilled rock paper scissors folks. For instance, Ty as Sirianni mm -hmm. cooked Sirianni as Sirianni. Mm -hmm. Correct. Sirianni does it in his. Uh, combine meetings to see how competitive the person is. Oh, yeah. They should have done something like that, and then it doesn't even involve right. everything okay. else going on. I don't think. Ah, fascinating world. We appreciate you covering it. We have a couple more questions quickly before you have to get out of here. Jalen Hurts is a go, it sounds right. like. You're good. Giants are resting players. Jalen Hurts is a go. Jalen Hurts is a go. Giants are resting players. I could see a quicker sort of hook or whatever for the Eagles if this gets out of hand. Get him off the field, get a big win. We'll see. Giants are kind of scrappy, though, so I don't know if that's going to be the case, but resting guys with nothing to gain. So, yes, that's where they're going with that. Connor, your question for Rap, quick. Rap, Michigan under investigation. Is that a guarantee Harbaugh's leaving to join the NFL? Our team's looking at that now. Uh, that explains a lot. Yes, yes, I mean, it does. I expect. Yep. I expect I mean, to be back with that. That statement yesterday, there were words in it. Definitely words, but I had to read it and be like, "What are we? What are we doing?" Like, How about I, them tweeting I, it? How about Michigan tweeting it, being like, "Here you go." Like if Harbaugh tweeted that, yeah, it'd be yeah. like, "Okay, here's Harbaugh mm -hmm. dancing around everything." Right. You know, Michigan tweeting it, being like, "Look," I know. and then we read through it, like, "You guys are supposed to be a smart school, right?" Like, <laughs> what the hell? Am I the dumb one? He didn't say anything right there, but it is we. This would. This is Pete Carroll, USC. No offense, Pete, or to USC. But this has happened in the past, right, where sanctions are potentially coming yeah. down and a team has uh, – a coach has options and says, you know what, I'm going to go do that. Do you think this is cooking some things up a little bit more? Yeah, I, I do, really. And I, I kind of had heard that he was upset about the state of college football, but I didn't really know what that meant. And what maybe it means is that he's annoyed that there's all these rules and investigations. I, just being totally honest – I didn't know that you could still get in trouble with the NCAA now because it seems it's you could sort of do whatever, but I guess you can. Well, the NCAA is going back in time to see what you did whenever they had some authority. We talked about it during the Rose Bowl game day. What does the NCAA do? Yeah. And Reese Davis, who's like the kind of the voice of the college football playoff and everything, he said, well, they uh, name champions or whatever. They do that whole thing. And I was like, oh, yeah, like March Madness they do, but they sold their championship to BCS years ago, mm -hmm. and then now yeah. CFP's doing it. I, the NCAA, and I don't know who said it. Somebody said it, and I don't know if it was on air or off air, but I think we're almost coming close <laughs> to a world where they all just leave yeah. and do their own league. Yep. Yeah. And the NCAA is not their own thing. Somebody said it. I don't, it was somebody important. I could see it. And when they said it, I said, oh, shit, we've been talking about this for a long time, being its own business, being its own league, and it doesn't matter. All the, it's so antiquated. Yeah. It I mean, is. it's so it's so old. Like, and and dumb, this yeah. might surprise you. Not the greatest leadership uh, of all time. No, until now. Until now. Emmer, you're saying he was right downtown. He's doing all the good things. Yeah. Quick time. We got a minute. Yeah, rap sheet. With the exception of the Giants, since they really have nothing to play for, do are is the expectation that all the other teams in the NFC are going to basically play everybody because they're still uh, jostling for seating? Uh, I. I think so. I will have to look to make sure I don't miss anyone. But the Giants are the the Giants are the biggest that are, that are going to be resting guys. Let me just what about think the Bucks? Are the Bucks Bucks playing? 
Nah, the Bucks don't have a lot to gain either, they right? Not, yeah, they they the gain. spread would say they're not. That would be so. That would be another one. They're dull. You know, Brady hates to come off the field. I'm sure he's going to be fighting that. But I see. I don't know for sure. Let me take a look quickly. Uh, Vikings have a lot to gain, although I mean, Vikings are playing the Bears, right? And the Bears are starting not Justin Fields. Right. Peterman, baby. Nathan Peterman. Look out! Oh, let's go real it quick to the Jets. Coach. Dolphins. Let's go to the oh, AFC yeah. side. Get off the NFC yeah. side as we have like a minute with you here. Jets, Dolphins. Sure. We got Flacco and... Skylar Thompson. Thompson. Yes. Uh, so Mike White has four broken ribs. I thought it was three. It's actually four. Got aggravated when he got popped early on last week's game. And, you know, it's, it's funny. Like, he did not play well last week. But he had played pretty good for that. So you're like, why is he suddenly not playing... Usually injuries are the reason, so he was pretty banged up. So he is out this week. It is going to be Flacco in a matchup that obviously we all expected. No Tua, no Bridgewater. The Dolphins got to win. I have no earthly idea what's going to happen in that game. I just know it is something that none of us expect. Steelers need the Jets to beat the Dolphins and also the Bills to beat the Patriots. That spread is currently sitting at 7. On the dot, no half point. It's currently sitting at 7. That feels like quite a uh, an easy pick, but nonetheless, we can't thank you enough for joining us all week, Rappaport. Have an incredible weekend, pal. We'll talk to you on Monday, probably. All right, look forward to it. Thank you, guys. Have a great weekend. Anything said, AJ? No, I stand by my previous statements. Ladies and gentlemen, you're Rappaport. Yeah, yeah Rappaport. Football has created moments. Football has created history. Football has created records all over the place. In this January 6th, although some people automatically think of one thing that happened in our nation's capital, Mm -hmm. this January 6th, we got to make sure we think about the one thing that the NFL created that will never be able to be replicated again. No chance. And it's not the toxic table at Boston Connor and at Ty Schmidt. No, no. It's not one half of the hammer. Don Cowboys, Tone Diggs. No, no. It is a man who is a college football national champion. Whoa. A Super Bowl champion. Oh. A Ryder Cup champion. Damn. An NBA pundit to the highest degree. Mm -hmm. That's legit. An NBA community or a video game community shit stir. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. Father of 10, COVID survivor four times. Yep. Today's his birthday. Ladies and gentlemen, happy birthday to A.J. Hall. Yeah! Oh! Happy birthday, A.J. Thank you. Thank you, guys. I appreciate it. Yeah, I don't want to be around the bush, okay? We put something together uh, for oh, this beautiful no. day for you. <laughs> and I think it's there's no... <laughs> There's no other words that need to be said other than this. Go ahead and run this thing, Foxy. We'll see you on the other side of this, AJ. You're the man. <laughs> oh, no. The camera off of me. How you doing, AJ? Huh? <coughs> what a day today is. January 6th. <laughs> a day that created a lot of things in our country's history, obviously. But the one thing that's most important is... Doing preacher curls? The man who created this room that I'm in here. You see? This is the hot house. <laughs> yeah. He was born on this day. The all-time leading tackler for the Green Bay Packers was born on this day. The all-time leading rookie tackler for the Green Bay Packers was born on this day. The most toxic human on earth was born on this day. Ladies and gentlemen, happy birthday, A.J. Hawk. A.J., it's been awesome getting very close to you. Very, very close to you. Happy birthday. I want to thank you. Thank you for being a friend. Happy birthday, A.J. Love you, dude. 
Happy birthday to a tremendous friend, an outstanding father and husband. Those stupid hands. An absolute beautiful role model for Let's all of us to look you. up to. Happy birthday, Thank you, Nick. To the best man, father, and person I know. Happy birthday, AJ. Love you, pal. We'll always love you. Happy birthday, AJ. Thanks for everything. You've changed my life with the Hawk House. I love you. Happy birthday, AJ. Per your request, for your invite to your birthday, I am back down here in D.C. like you told everyone to be two years ago. AJ. Ah! Happy birthday, brother. Enjoy the day, my friend. Oh, hey, AJ. You're a great guy, man. Keep doing you. And, uh, oh, yeah, happy birthday, dude. Hey, AJ. <laughs> Thanks for being such an inspiring yes. father. Happy birthday. <laughs> wow. Thank you. AJ Hawk, yeah. 39 years old. Happy birthday, AJ. Happy <laughs> birthday, AJ. Yes. Good man. <laughs> OH. IOZ. Hell yeah! yeah! Thank you. It's awesome. Thank you. We thought the best gift would be forcing you to be seen mm -hmm. while watching that yeah, entire Yeah, you don't need to put the old one shot on me during yeah. the video. That nope. was part of the uh, gift. Nope, yep. had to. That was part of the gift. So we, you know, we just you wanted, yeah, we wanted to make sure you watched it. You know, because uh -huh. sometimes those types of things just kind of get sent and thumbsed up or loved okay. and not really. Mm -hmm. We wanted to make sure you watched it and watching you receive love from people was certainly a gift to all of us on your birthday too. Mm -hmm. So thank you. thank you, thank you for that. Thank you, AJ. Happy birthday, man. We meant that more. And if we would have been once again a little bit more forward-thinking, we would have had many more people in that. Yep. Eleven <laughs> twenty-eight. That idea came together. We go okay. live eleven fifty-seven, obviously Eastern Standard Time. So, but we did want to let you know that we all thought about you. Everybody took their private moment to gather their mm -hmm. thoughts. Mm -hmm. And uh, you're the best, dude. We do appreciate you. Hope you have an incredible birthday, Paul. Thank you, AJ. Thank you. Thank you. I appreciate you guys. I appreciate the show and everything. For real. For shoot, as you say. I love I love doing this every single day. So, yeah, appreciate you guys. And that's a shoot. Brother. Brother. Yeah. Brother. Which means I'm serious, right? Not a work, which means. Mm. Not a mark. Well, a, work would be, a work would be a program I was setting up. Bingo. Uh, don't work yourself into a shoot. For yeah. the mark. Brother. Brother. There, Brother. There, we go. there we go. All right, let's talk about some real stuff on this birthday. Are you going back to D.C. like you were two years ago? Or like is Tone, what happened there with Tone? Oh, yeah, you guys That's what the, the invite said to meet him again. I mean, I've like never been to the Capitol. Never been mm -hmm. to the Capitol, guys. Sorry. To, sorry. Yeah. Oh, Allegedly. No, it was a birthday party. Don't yeah, worry. They already Wait, did your entire cases. life, you've never been in D.C.? Hey, your birthday uh, being on January 6th, though. Yes. Is All time. Unbelievable. <laughs> He's been to D.C. They won the Super Bowl, as well, too. Well, Lou, I mean, he might <laughs> What we learned here in the last 24 hours, yeah. he might have potentially been down there yeah. motivating yeah. the boys. That's right. Yeah, did you not go to <laughs> D.C. when you guys won the Super Bowl? Like, yeah. Yeah, he didn't get me the president. We went to D.C., yeah, okay. for national championship and the Super Bowl. We didn't oh, go okay. around D.C. We just went to the White House. That's it. So whenever you go to the White House, because that's on the line Monday night, who will etch their names in history? Who will win the national championship at SoFi Stadium in beautiful Los Angeles, California? Georgia Bulldogs looking to repeat. Oh. The TCU Horn Frogs looking to be a story that nobody could have expected. We'll be broadcasting it live on ESPN2. AJ, whenever you go to the White House, which is on the line on Monday night, how's it go? It always looks, we always see the photo. 
We never really see the entire bodies. Traveling to it sucks. What's the travel like from airport to White House? What's the security check-in process? What is the, like, all the logistics around it that we don't get to see? Like, Because you've obviously done it as a college national champion right. and as a Super Bowl champion. Obviously, winners win. you got to do what you got to do. But is it a whole deal? I assume it is. Yeah, I mean, you got to be all, like, you got to make sure you're, I guess before we left, you got to have all your stuff, your ID and everything, that they check everything out. But then you have to make sure you bring your ID. I do remember Desmond Bishop, great linebacker I played with, didn't have his license or his ID on the day of. So he actually had to stay on the bus while we were all in the White House for like six <laughs> hours. What? So, but he ended up, though, it turned out better for him. He ended up getting to see Obama one-on-one -on -one like a year later. Obama heard about it. All Don't sleep on Barry O. Okay, so Barry O said, hey, heard you uh, – Heard you misplaced your license and credit card. We've all had one of those nights. Hey, oh, <laughs> especially after winning the Super Bowl, hey you got to do what you got to do. How do you even get there? You guys just let him on a plane, whatever he wants to do? Who? This guy, Dad? Desmond Bishop. You would have to fly, right? He didn't have his. Yeah, but you didn't have to show your ID to get on your plane for the Colts, did you? No, you're right. We did, though, on the way out, way home. Yeah, way home you would. Yeah, we got there and everyone, yeah, he. I think he thought he had it. Then we were getting off the bus. He's like, oh, no. And he starts scrambling and then, bam. Jeez. Think about what's going through his head, isolated in the bus. <laughs> what have I done? you got to be kidding me. Didn't have FaceTime yeah. then, right? We did not have FaceTime. No. Photo of the team with the president. Could he see anything or was it like locked down in between like big shrubs, you know, big trees? Mm -hmm. Oh, no. He was, the bus was, yeah. There's nothing to see from the bus. <laughs> Where do you get dropped off at? In the back, underneath? Is there any secret shit that you got to see that we don't know about the White House? Yeah, you get dropped off on some, like, side-type deal where you go through the metal detectors, all that stuff. And then we stood around and waited for a good chunk of time because the president is busy, as we know. And so when he was ready, he Whoa. came, and he was very funny and talked and did everything. I just sat there, and I think I've told you, I just bugged the Secret Service guys with questions the whole time. It's great. Not very secretive, huh? I've seen a... Uh what was one of those director uh deputy of hi the ones who meet with the uh president every morning cabinet members no deputy no, no director of security admiral he's chief a, of staff or chief something? of staff there it is there admiral is. chief of staff came and spoke to us and he had his secret service all around the hotel he spoke to us the night before a game and then he had dinner with us afterwards like our snack after the team meeting and not everybody stays down there so i ended up sitting at a table with this chief of staff i think Dwayne allen was there and in the room, pretty empty. There was a couple other Colts people, but mostly everybody had already gone up to bed. I was going to go up to bed. Chief of Staff was eating, though. Didn't want him to just eat by himself like yeah. a fucking loser. So, yep. And also, how often do you get to sit next to a Chief of Staff and just Bingo. pepper questions? Not very often. So, boom. His security, though, his Secret Service was around, you know, and he, obvious. You could see him. The way they were dressed, though, it's like, oh, they were ready to be in public if they had to be. What an impressive group of humans they are, huh? I mean, think about it. their job. When do they ever, like, hopefully they never really have to do anything or handle anything crazy, but they have to make sure they're a week early if the president's coming in, everything's secured. It's massive undertaking, I feel like, for the president to go anywhere, do anything. How does the president ever remain a normal human being? They Can't don't. be, right? Impossible. Nope. How could you? Can't. How right? could you? Can't even use your own phone. Like, you have to use the, yeah. whatever they give you and all that. Like, it would be tough, man. It really would. Well, you have Secret Service forever after that, right? Or what if you grow years? up in a White House? Yeah. Forever. What if you're a president's forever. kids? How tough would that be? If you're the president's movie, kids, how would you kid. ever live a normal life? First kid is first a great kid, movie. Yeah. Real life, though, it happened, I believe, with uh, the, Obama, the Obama family, right? Mm -hmm. Yep. Eight years in very critical development years. Yeah. One of in 
full security, yeah. basically lockdown all life. One That's of them went to college, right? While they, he was still president, she had like secret service with her while she was at NYU. Real easy to be just a normal human. You got secret oh, service. Yeah. Well, sure, and then I think she human. like either like got caught smoking weed or something like that and they made it like the biggest deal ever like while she was in college it's like oh, well she's trying to be normal and she can't be <laughs> yeah, yeah, so, yeah. Can't, yeah. Even, can't even do it nonetheless heavy is the head but the whole family's got to deal with it uh who do you think early early read tcu has a team i think it's big enough to compete with this georgia squad i think they're big TCU enough you can run as well they can run too i think they're big we talk I, to people i think body wise AJ, you know, I think they Which have is the a big bodies. Thing. Yes, it's a big thing when you're facing a team like Georgia that has not only like their starters, they have backups and third stringers. I feel like that they can rotate in, especially that D line to really, really give you fits all night long. But yeah, TCU, a lot of people didn't give them a chance against Michigan, did they? No, obviously Michigan was supposed to win that one. The line I thought was low. I'm like, damn, I thought Michigan was just going to do their thing. I bought into what everybody else was saying, but I keep going back to my first, my first analysis of the TCU mm -hmm. team when I saw them. Actual reaction. Holy shit. These dudes are big. Mm -hmm. And it, I think people think that that's poor analysis or lazy analysis. It's like in a sport of football, which is like physically tasking and demanding, having a heavyweight team and you're playing against teams that aren't heavyweight teams is an advantage at certain positions. Their offensive line, fucking big. Big boys. D-line, Big dudes. Max Duggan, big fucking big. dude. Quentin Johnson, wide receiver, big fucking dude. I mean, their team is big. That's good to have. Quentin Johnson is a solidified number one wide receiver, I think, in the NFL next year. Yep. Like he's Everybody's saying he's the first one sure, going. Yeah. And if he's able to do anything that any of these other young guys coming out of the college ranks that have had success in college have been able to adapt quickly into the NFL because they've been running routes for fun and for content since high school, basically, so their routes are better. And their contested catches, you know, getting mossed used to be something that would happen in games. It's happening every fucking day in seven-on-seven seven and one-on-ones that are taking place in Florida, California, anywhere. Every single day getting mossed is happening. Those are contested catches. That's what, that's what that is. Guys are working it hundreds of times a week now as opposed to in the back in the day whenever it was just practice or how you could do it. I, I, think, I think TCU has a team that could do it, yeah. honestly. Now, Max Duggan, I, think, I don't know how – he's 21 years old, I think, out of Iowa. Yeah. He's, he's a stud. I like him a lot. 25-year-old Stetson, though, who's been there, done that. And when he needed a drive, fucking delivered. It's like, I think that's a massive advantage to be able to have the uh, experience there. But TCU had no experience last year or last week. Five of their players had bowl experience. Mm -hmm. Five of them. And they win a fucking college football playoff with A.Q. Shipley, Cole Kublik, Taylor Luan, and RG3 on the sidelines? Uh -huh. I don't know. What do you – like, does that hurt them, you think, that experience going to the national championship? Because now they know how big it is? Or do you think uh, they still run on that, like, we're supposed to be here, who cares type thing? Because it seems like they didn't flinch. They didn't flinch no. at all in the moment. I think that the experience from that game against Michigan is huge for TCU as far as confidence and getting them experience a big-time game, big, loud. We know it's a do-or-die game here. We win and we go home. I think that definitely helps. But I think sometimes it's great to be naive and not understand the, the stage you are on. Like, hey, we're just playing football out here, man. I know largely cool. for my whole college career, I never thought once about the magnitude of a game. Yeah, and obviously we played vastly different positions, but playing in the Super Bowl my rookie year? Yeah. I'm supposed to be here. Probably we good. Yeah, exactly. Same so thing I did. We won the national championship my freshman year at the 50-yard line with my buddies. I'm like, this is great. Let's do this the next three years. Bingo. Yeah. That's my exact quote yeah. in the locker room whenever I got back in the most miserable locker room of all time. Boys, we win it next year. Okay, this is just... 
I'm trying to be yeah. like the optimistic one. You know, like I'm a leader, which I'm not. I'm a f rookie fucking punter on the team. But I'm like, oh, let's not. Why are we so gloom? And I don't like the gloom and doomy here. There's another one coming around next year, right? Here we go. Here we go. You don't get it, dude. Just sit down. Right now is not the time. <laughs> right. And then you think about, and then if you actually think about, wow, look at all the things that had to go our way just for us to get here and all the things that we did and how it could have been taken away easily at any moment, really. Yeah, that's why, like, Georgia making it back, so impressive. So fucking impressive. Anytime, any, no matter how you slice it or dice it or they said, oh, we had, like, two hard games all season or whatever. It's like, is that their fault? No. Nope. And in Ohio State, they had obviously a battle. Ohio State showed up. People were saying Bryce Young is the number one overall guaranteed. I did not know that. No. I've not seen Bryce Young live. I thought CJ showed a lot of people like, oh, a yeah. lot of things that they wanted to be, to possibly be that number one. That's, yeah. I was on a call with somebody yesterday, who knows, has pretty inside information. And they were, try, they were talking about three different players or whatever. And CJ Stroud was not one of them. And they were talking about these three players as if they were going to be the number one pick. And there was two quarterbacks in there. And then Will Anderson or whatever. Mm -hmm. And I was like, love Will Anderson out of that group or whatever. And they were like, well, you know, what, what about the quarterback position? I was like, I haven't seen Bryce Young play. And they're calling him like Steph Curry with a football. They're saying like nice. he is game changer, electrifying. I haven't seen him live. So I apologized for that. And I haven't watched enough film, I guess. And he has made plays. And plays for Alabama. He's fucking guy, obviously. Seeing C.J. Stroud live, yeah. <laughs> that's unreal. Good. That's an NFL guy. Like yes. as I'm watching him, and, and I have on this been very lucky to be on the sideline of a lot of NFL games, a lot of NFL situations, not as many as other people, but I've been there. And just you can normally eyes on somebody, see all you really need to see. C.J. looked like an NFL guy. I thought against Georgia's fucking defense, which is Georgia's defense. I, mm -hmm. I was surprised that this person who definitely knows like Bryce Young is going to be the number one overall guy. I'm like. That, not me. If I'm number one overall pick. A lot changes, though, from here. You know how, like, Malik Willis was rumored, like, at times he now, was going to be That was not pick, now. That was right before yeah, the draft. Remember, if we go back last year, oh. what was being said, like, right now, valid. Then there's uh -huh. all the shit, uh -huh. and then the draft okay. happens. Remember? Yeah, I guess it's just, yeah, you never know. With all the garbage and misinformation and smoke screens thrown out there, you never really know, I guess, between from now until the draft, like what you can believe. Connor said, bring Stetson Bennett to the fucking Indianapolis Colts Absolutely. after watching him live. Do he, it right he's, now. Awesome. he's awesome to watch he live as well. And he's incredibly accurate. Like the one thing that you can't, you, you know that won't change drastically between college and NFL is accuracy, right? And Stetson puts the you ball. You can't really coach accuracy Yeah, you either. can't coach it. Like you just have it or you don't. Stetson has that. And obviously he's played in massive, massive games. So he knows how that big moment feels. But when you're just looking at the natty, has any team, no team has won it back-to-back -back years. Yeah, 2011, right? 2012 was the last time Bama, but not in Before the college football, college football playoff, playoff, playoff yeah. yeah, so no one's ever won it back-to-back, -back, so that's got to help TCU. Yeah, because 14 is when the college football playoff came in. Bingo. So Ohio nobody, State. Ohio State won it. They're the lowest-ranked yeah. team in the history of college football playoff rankings to go on and win the Natty. Mm -hmm. What's TCU's first? What were they ranked? Unranked. They, the yeah, they were 200 oh. to 1 before yes. the year. Yeah. Max Duggan wasn't starting for part of the year, right? No. It's the beginning Early of the on? year, and then – yeah. But he had started for two years, three years, yeah. or whatever it was before. New head coach comes in, benches the starter, puts in his guy. Max Duggan, Iowa kid, doesn't blink. Nah, whatever. Yeah, who cares? I'll just keep working. And then he starts Davey O'Brien Award winner, Johnny Unitas Award winner. Absolute stallion. That Georgia team, though, you know how I said TCU's big. 
They look like a professional fucking football team. Yeah, they do. AJ? And Stets, Stetson Bennett, like, they don't get pressure on him. I think he's been sacked nine times all year. Like, that's yeah, he can unheard of. There's, there's a lot of pockets that he's sitting in. Uh-huh. Yeah. And he was very good, very athletic and quick and move, like manipulate the pocket, as you hear people say. Like he's he's good at buying time too. Yes, I I wonder how high Stetson will climb in the draft conversation during the combine. How tall is he? Second, how tall is five eleven? I think. To your point, so that's the only reason though. Yeah, but Bryce Young, I think. Yeah, I think Bryce Young is under. Weird what makes some guys like great prospects and others not. Like it's it's Will Levis is being talked about because he is the body type. Of a quarterback like six four, six five, or whatever. Josh too. Allen. That's what yeah, yeah. Everybody's yeah. Of mm-hmm. course. I don't love that we do this, but it does make comparisons a lot easier. <laughs> like, yeah, this guy is a Josh Allen like, and it's strictly because of how his body looks. Yeah. Is if he is Josh Allen like, that means he's going to have like an absurd work ethic because he's a fucking like actual cowboy mm-hmm. and yeah. he's going to grow mm-hmm. from year one to year two, year two, year three, year three to year four to become the guy from being a bust. Like I think just body wise, we should talk. This is a Josh Allen body like yeah. guy because the, everything Josh Allen is, is obviously his body, but it's also exactly his, his competitive fire, like his grit, his, yeah, his competitive nature, his team ability to affect his teammates in a positive way. Like all of that's huge. Yeah. Mac Jones was what Tom Brady light or something. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, they're saying, and it's like, that's pretty disrespectful. I get what you're saying. Incredibly. He's a white that doesn't move <laughs> and he's that's smart accurate. and he's, yeah. you know, he has that's a bad funny. photo shirtless. Like we get what you're saying, but like, let's not just be throwing around. Somebody's like Tom Brady because Tom Brady, what Tom Brady does in here, not, many others in the history of earth have done so we just don't, we need to change the way we talk about draft prospects going forward so stetson bennett is a brandon whedon age like yeah you know he is. he's brandon whedon age like mm-hmm. uh drew Brees body like mm-hmm. there it is and uh accuracy like mac jones you could maybe say drew Brees as well sure stetson and, moves much more than drew ever did though yeah uh-huh. he's got a good base like mm-hmm. jalen carter didn't do much in that uh yeah. In that playoff game, they're talking about him being the guy top coming five. out. 88. Top five, yeah. Top Jeez. five pick. He's big. I mean, Hard to imagine. Interior G linemen. What's that? I feel like interior G linemen are kind of like running backs. They don't take them that high anymore. I mean, Because they don't feel like they can be – if they can't be three – like four down, three or four down players, they feel like they don't want to take them. Look at Jordan Davis. We thought he'd be a I'd top ten pick. He went, what, 14? I thought you said Gene – Lineman. Oh, it's interior D lineman. Oh, my, bad, my bad. No, that's on me. I was trying to figure out what you said. <laughs> no, yeah. Jalen wearing number eighty-eight was fascinating. Yeah, mm-hmm. it was. Good number. Tight end number. It's hard to figure out any of the numbers with the double, triple numbers on different guys. Or to start on offense wearing this number, and to start on defense yeah. wearing the same number, and we special fig- teamer might have it too. Like, what are we doing? We figured it out this game. We figured out how we're going to know people's numbers. How's that? ZD and I made a card, didn't we, ZD? Hell yeah, we did. A little bit of work from Dirty. Put it all together. What do you got? I think a card where we're going to be able to read people's names. No, so we're talking. That's a big deal. It's a big okay. deal. Yeah, Herb Street had a great card, but there are about 250 names on it, maybe. He's so talented. that fucking Well, those are guy. set up good so you can see the exact positions and where exactly. they are. But those are hard when we're on the sideline. You're up in a booth. You can set that in front of you. That's what you can yeah, use bingo. Those yeah, we created a card. You know, we might be on the sideline more. In the future. Oh, yeah. Okay. I don't know if that's true. That's all negotiation. <laughs> yeah, but still. 
we would potentially think about loving to do more of these because it is a blast. It's a lot of fun. It is a <laughs> yeah. great time to be down in there. AJ, I can't wait for you to experience one that you don't have like emotional ties to so you don't get heartbroken in the middle of it. Yeah, yeah that was a bummer. You know what I mean? Because you're not in the middle of it. I mean, at the very end. It's your birthday today, but like you're in okay. a good vibes, you know, because it's your mm -hmm. birthday. You wake up, good vibes. Yeah. As the clock struck midnight. Oh my god! On a year 2023, was... it was tough. It was tough to be around you. I forgot it was New Year's. I, for, I legit did. It was the game ended what right after the ball drop. The cool. kick, I guess, was actually yes. kicked it in 2022, missed it in 2023. Oh no! Yeah, I don't think there was a chance that ball was going in. No, no. not even for a second. With where we no. were standing, AJ, that ball goes in. Oh boy! We are we're catching that ball probably. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yep. And we're in the shot forever. Yeah. And uh, we should think about that. You could do whatever you want. You could have caught that and ran anywhere. You could have ran straight down the – you could do whatever you want because they would have – yeah. yeah. Would have been Go sprint over Ryan Day. Yeah. This was, you did lay an egg. <laughs> you did lay an egg. You didn't get exposed against Michigan. You laid an egg just like I asked you. Remember you got, like, all pissed off and you probably hold it against me? Come on. You remember? I was just asking yeah. a question. You did it. You did. That was great. He's a jolly fellow. This is the ball that went through the uprights. Mm -hmm. I'm not going to give it to you. I'm going to keep I'm this. Keep yeah. this one. But congratulations. Yes. Could have that whole conversation. Yeah, Tobittle would have been going crazy oh. right behind us. And we shall say that it does appear as if Ohio State did lay an egg against Michigan. Yeah. Cause that game Late in that game because cool. it got a blowout. They quit. They were not tough. <laughs> it was a bad look for the Ohio State Buckeyes. Georgia, complete opposite team, I think. Right, AJ? That's how Ohio, does all of Ohio feel that way or no? Yeah, I mean, I feel like they – people feel like they looked like a different team against Georgia. They redeemed – I don't – it sounds crazy because they had to make it to the college football playoff mm -hmm. to fucking do this. <laughs> yeah. But the sense is, as we were watching that game, it was like, well, Ryan Day and this Buckeyes team redeemed themselves to the Ohio fucks that are certainly <laughs> pissed that they lost to Michigan at home in the way that they lost at home. I think they did, right, with the way they played. Is that how Ohio feels? Yeah, I mean, I'm sure there's no moral victories. The standard is very high. But, yeah, people definitely feel better – about losing that one, I guess, then if you would have got blasted 42-7 yeah. or something. Yeah, because they can say, Ryan's got – they're on the right to right. At least they're playing the right mm -hmm. style. Yeah, one play here or there, you know, we got that. Well, we and I imagine most people would say that, hey, if Marvin Harrison Jr. doesn't go out in, you know, yeah. the win. third quarter or whatever, like, they win by 10 points. How the, how's anybody going to stop him next year? They won't. Good luck. Yeah. They won't. Because now they have a full season, Ryan Day and the offensive staff. They have a full season of Marvin Harrison being the guy. Because new quarterback, though. Yeah, got to work in a new quarterback. quarterback. Yeah, but you, new system you can put in then. Yeah. New yeah. quarterback, you put in a new system. And the quarterback's going to be a five-star guy. You know what I mean? And this is all you got to do, okay? We just got to get a little bit of protection, and then you just need to leave the pocket. Yep. And then Marvin Harrison's <laughs> just going to get open, and then we're going to throw it to Marvin Harrison. Then we're going to run a little bit so that we can play action for you every once in a while. But then the next play, we're just going to roll the other action. Mm -hmm. And you just need to extend the play. Yep. And then Marvin Harrison will be in a direction. You just fucking throw it that way. We're going to be good for 11 of our games. Whenever we get to college football playoff, we're going to have to do a little bit more scheming. We're yep. going to figure it out. That could work. I, I, who fucking can stop that guy for four quarters? You can't. Yeah, nobody, especially because Georgia's defense the entire year was unbelievable. But why doesn't, like, Quinn Ewers go, go back? back? Yeah, why, why not? Go play with Marvin Harrison. Can you? I mean, There's can you transfer as many? Day. Yeah, you could. Could he come back? I don't see why I wouldn't. Sounds like you want to recruit him. Is that that'd be a nice no, birthday okay. gift? He's doing great in Texas, isn't he? Well, for now, but Arch Arch Manning's coming to town. Uh, yeah. Who tra Hudson Card traded out of, or yep left transferred Texas. out of there? Yep. Big news in the transfer portal: Hartman, almost a Heisman candidate for Wake this year, transferred to Notre Dame. Mm -hmm. Ooh, yeah. that's big for Marcus. Huge. That was their whole deal, right? Like trying to get. 
elite quarterback. Get a guy. And towards the end of the year, the way they were playing, you know, he's got his culture yeah. set in. They get a quarterback. Not doing a lot of transfer portal stuff. Let's not build up a whole team. We got a team here. Losing uh, Michael is going to yeah. be problematic at yep. the tight end position and a couple other people there. But Marcus seems to have the culture bringing a quarterback that everybody loves. I think they have a top five recruiting, recruiting class. Too. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, it's Notre Dame's Marcus back. Marcus can recruit. Mm -hmm. Notre Dame's back, huh? I hope so with Marcus. Yeah, absolutely. We know who else is back. I mean, Clemson with Klubnik is going to be unbelievable. They're going to be very good. He did – that offense was inept, though, in the bowl game with him. True. Yeah. And there's been a couple other occasions where, Cade, uh, occasions where Cade and that Clemson offense looked terrible. Might have to rebuild that offense. Yeah. Mm. Don't know if they want to do that, though, because I think there's a lot of pride in what that offense is. But numerous quarterbacks look like absolute dog shit in that thing. Is it the quarterback or is it the offense? Who knows? They'll find out. Let's move back to the NFL. Tamar Hamlin removed the breathing tube from his uh, mouth this morning, had a FaceTime with his teammates, a Zoom call with the team as a whole. He was flexing in the Zoom call. Call Ian Rappaport reported on this show. The doctors yesterday didn't want to make any promises, obviously, because he's still in the ICU. But they said best case scenario is getting him back to where he was before this happened, maybe back on an NFL football field. AJ, great news on this feel-good Friday about where DeMar Hamlin is. How do you feel about it? I mean, unbelievable news. I watched uh, Sean McDermott, I believe, on ESPN, uh, did a Zoom or whatever and was talking to him. And he, yeah, watching him saying how DeMar came on and was flexing and everything and seeing uh, – Seeing him get a little bit emotional. Yeah, it's all. Are you kidding me? Can you imagine being in that room if you're a teammate and he kind of surprised him? It sounded like, too. McDermott acted like there was a little bit of a surprise. And all of a sudden, boom, your teammate pops up there and he's talking to you and tells you he loves you. Are you come on now. Hey, what a pop. I yeah. didn't know that. I didn't hear that it was a surprise. Uh, Coach McDermott, obviously, we will continue to keep you updated with DeMar's status. Um, obviously, we still need thoughts and prayers. Vibes are good. Let's remember that. Let's go to the tape here and then click it, and then it's Damar from the hospital bed. What's up, motherfuckers? Yeah. What? <laughs> oh, uh, the, yeah. the, that room. Awesome. Oh, my God. Everybody's jumping there, I would assume. You know what I mean? I I'm, mean, come on, yeah. <sighs> Full on. Oh, that sounds amazing. Bills are favored by seven. Yeah, on the dot, minus 105. Against the Patriots this weekend. Mm. And I don't want to be the scumbag that just immediately looks to profit off of this whole situation. But I think we should potentially keep an eye on the fact that that just happened in their team meeting. Shouldn't it be more? Oh, yeah. No. That's what we're saying. Yeah, yeah. That is what we are saying right now. Like, that moment in that team meeting is not happening in a lot of places because this moment is not happening. That togetherness, that spirit, that everything – I think probably bodes well for how Buffalo is going to play as a football team this weekend at home against a team that has been their arch nemesis. Go ahead, Connor. Yeah, they got the patch. They're, they have the three patch on all their jerseys. They actually, I think, the entire NFL has uh, Hamlin warm-up shirts as well. And then the threes on the 30-yard lines are outlined and bolded essentially on every field. Yeah. I feel like they're going to – I feel like the Bulls are going to be hunting. Go ahead, Tom. Patriots at Bills. No one's brought up what game this is. It's a Bildo game. Oh, baby. So Well, the Bildo oh, Brady. Never a better time. No, remember, we were yeah, told. The, yeah, yeah, it's the Patriots. It's oh, only okay. one game, Patriots at home. Yep. Okay, I thought that was. And although it might not be the entire Bills Mafia, and we don't want to necessarily say every single member of Bills Mafia is bringing a Bildo into the stadium. Hell yeah. 80%? Right. We don't know if it's 80. We don't know what the percentage is, but we do know that a percentage Bills. of them are keistering, attempting to bring in buildos yep. because it is the Patriot game at home. This is when these things have occurred in the past. We don't 
We don't want to be the program that has to discuss this, but this is something that happens. Mm -hmm. It'd be a real shame to see one on the field. And do we, we don't know the if there's still COVID on the buildos or not. So hmm. remember some sanitize, some sanitizers on buildos. Any of the players are going to go grab one of those big floppy things <laughs> and get it out of the way if it's going to be in your route or whatever. Let's be safe out there, but on, also let's let's acknowledge reality. And this is the buildo game. So. And if you maybe have a buildo that has you know a suctioned nutsack on it, bring that as well. Throw it near Gabe Davis because he said on this program, if there's one here. near him, he'll grab it and stick it on the top of his helmet. I don't know how people are going to keep their ones with suctioned cups. On. That would be amazing. I see people do it all the time. Watch him chase guys around with things sucked into his helmet all the time, Tony. <laughs> Wait, what? Who? Who? What did you say? I think Tones maybe voice just still yeah. came into a place yeah, that he had a lot of experience. Who? Check out the tri my private browser. What's your problem? Lord big of the time. Big what time did you say shower exactly? move. He said he's seen, he's seen a lot of folks keister buildos with suction cups on them. Mm -hmm. They have soaps <laughs> that are like that. What? So <laughs> I don't think you're allowed to just walk into the stadium with your buildo. So it's real. How do these? How do these? We've we on it's a real machines. question. Probably There's just buildos on this on the field. How do they bring them? It's in? rubber. You don't have to when you walk through a metal detector with yeah. a buildo. You can have it in your pocket and no one's gonna. Uh, do you put it? You could easily walk into the Colts game. Thing? No, you can just put it like I have this. Uh, what is it called? Kangaroo uh, pouch. Perfect. perfect They'll pat you down. I could put a The marsupials were built exactly. To hide buildos That's right. going in. You get one of them little pouchy jackets. I yeah. guess you can you can probably stack yeah. three, four buildos on yeah. that. Thing. No problem. You go ball to tip, ball to tip. That's right. You know what I mean? And what you yeah. do in that situation too is you put something, you know, in your back pocket that'll trigger it. So then you're ah, taking sorry. Yeah. Oh, your, yeah, my bad. Sorry. Sorry. Eyes away from the buildos in your sorry, in here's your my tummy. sweet pocket now. You yeah. get like a forty eight incher. That's uh Dufresne, by the way. You can just put Whoa. that thing around your waist. Yeah. You know? Like Wear like a belt. belt. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, strap it on. Is that mm -hmm. a... Oh, I have no idea. Yeah, you could also just be like whenever people are faking tests, drug yeah. tests with the actual dog. Yeah, you could just yep. wear it as a... Yeah. yeah. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Or you whoa. could just carry whoa. them. What if you put it right over your shoulder? You could. Put it right over your shoulder. Well, you got something to say? I was born this way. Are you not allowed to bring him then in? Then smack a dude with it. Are we just you got, what if you got a fight and you beat him with a bildo? Go ahead. Here's yours. Fight it in mouth. What's that, Nick? Hope Hide it in your mouth. Okay. Oh, no. There's only a couple people in history. Yeah, those, it'll be tough if they ask you a question. Anyways, <laughs> that is potentially taking place this weekend in Buffalo. We have to remember that. Mm -hmm. That alongside learning of your teammates surviving an experience where we mm -hmm. thought he was gone, all of us did. Mm -hmm. Feels like the Bills are a pretty good bet this weekend. Yeah, lock it in. They win. Jets win. Pittsburgh Steelers are in. Jets are playing the Dolphins. Flacco's taking on Skyler Thompson. Skyler Thompson. Uh, AJ, Ooh. if you could give us a good two to three minute report on this game, we would appreciate it. It's your birthday. More mic time, obviously. Duh. Need a breakdown of the Jets Dolphins this weekend and what it means for the Pittsburgh Steelers and how do you think it goes, AJ Hawk? Where's Skyler? Skyler's classic, like uh, great feet, good mm -hmm. accuracy, Gritty. a lot of grit, very, very competitive, rallies with his teammates. His teammates do seem to love him. I think he and McDaniels have a good relationship as well. So wow. look for big things. Well, and there's an opportunity and a chance. Birthday boy A.J. Hawk is here joining us uh, live from his attic in Ohio. Um, what are you going to do, fight me, it says underneath there? <laughs> that is, uh, oh, there it is. That is A.J.'s <laughs> answer for 
Uh, pretty much. I never said that. I never said that. Yes, you did. I never said that. I don't want to fight anybody. You know that. That's what you said, though. Hey, we're on a plane together, you know. Long one. Coming up here in a couple days. Unless you just fall asleep immediately, which will probably be the case, I guess, because you have the ability to sleep anywhere while driving, while doing anything else that is probably pretty important to stay aware and awake during you will be able to fall asleep. I'm assuming there's going to be some card games on that plane, at least early in the flight. So mm. get a chance to experience the full Debo AJ Hawk experience again. That's a mm-hmm. lot of fun. I'm looking forward to it, AJ. Thank you for that. Where's Evie? Where's my teammate Evie? Hopefully uh, he's going to be I'll be ready to go, AJ. I love having you as a partner. Oh, can't Great wait teammate. to fucking uh, watch you just screw everybody we're playing. <laughs> Apples and, and watermelons. And we'll still lose. Yeah, exactly. It's their old code word. What not allowed to talk during the game. These guys are Yeah, assholes. you guys talk the whole time. Who? Fodder. You, you and Con, all you do is talk the whole time. Not, not to each other. Dude, yeah. literally. I'm not going to tell him, great job. Hey, great call on that last yeah, hand. Yeah, but you can't be I trying can't to describe the like club. Yeah. You know what I mean? You can't, you can't be trying to, what you tried to do. <laughs> You're like, spork, spork, right? Like a spork? Like, well, get out of here, yeah, we're bro. We're talking shop. You're obviously cheating right now. Like, the, what your table talk is the most blatant, obvious, and loud. And then whenever we comment on it, you go, what? I was asking. Ugh. I was just asking. Do you like fork, spork? I mean, this is a real... Yeah. Me and Evie are just getting notes. Sorry, we're building, <laughs> sorry, we're building chemistry. I want to learn about him and his family. Sorry. Okay, I won't do it anymore. What are your cards? Well, don't show me that. Well, don't fucking... What are we even doing? I'm on a plane. Ridiculous. Hey, you can't do that. Wait, are you going to fight me? Yeah. Is that what you're going to do? You guys going to fight me? Is that if I need do? to stand up, I like to stand up when I play cards sometimes. Oh. And you think I'm trying? I'm doing it to creep on your cards. I don't care. I can know what you have. It doesn't matter. Not Bro, you're not you doing tried it. to do this. Do you remember trying? I was sitting right here. Every human sitting down. Yeah. Playing yeah. cards, obviously. It's hard because we're angled, though. I don't. Like, I like to be, you know. This is what yeah. you were doing on the side of my seat. Remember that? Yeah, oh, yeah. Michael, Michael Scott, yeah. Like you cannot <laughs> be putting your dick right into my, <laughs> let alone Bumble. you're looking right at my cards. Oh, okay, sorry. Oh, okay, sorry, sorry. Trying to stay awake. That's Great cool. at dealing too. Great dealing <laughs> the cards. All oh, the best. You guys, you guys get. You lose your mind. How that Somebody, happen? Everybody oh, just guy, let you do this. Exactly <laughs> how we've always done this. Oh, oh my goodness. There's only one way to do anything. That's hey, how you guys feel. I don't think it's your fault. I don't think it's your fault. No. This is okay. Before you finish that, I know. It's definitely not going to be a compliment, whatever you say. It's going to be slandered towards me and the Ohio people, my parents, our family, everything. But, yeah, you can continue. I know where you're going. It wasn't going to be your parents either. Nope. Ryan was maybe going to catch a stray here. Though. Yeah. Ryan Hawk was going to make. Ryan catch- does not like being my partner in Euchre. He doesn't like my unconventional ways. Okay, so Ryan has probably tried to make you stop being a cheating card player. And you. No, he just can't oh, think outside me. the box like I can. Think outside the box, of course. Mm-hmm. But, like, mangled. Right, grew yeah. up mm-hmm. in right. Centerville, mm-hmm. same exact high school, same yep. exact year. He's played cards with AJ probably mm-hmm. rather regularly mm-hmm. for a long time. Him allowing AJ to get to this point where he just thinks he can cheat in every facet of every card game, that's a problem. Yeah, big time. The general. Bob Carpenter Bob. also. Sure. I think they, they deserve a little bit of – did you play with them? They play cards? Yeah, we had a uh, a poker table in our college room in our college house. We would play. So that is exact. And the alligator you guys had as a pet. Yep. So those yeah, are who Jimmy. were. Rest in peace to Jimmy. Miss you, Jimmy. Is Jimmy dead. Gone too soon. Crocodile. That dude would have been. That dude would have been eighteen feet long by now. <laughs> crocodile or alligator? Alligator. Crocodiles are dangerous. Alligators are a little lazy. As long as you feed them, they're good, right? Yeah. yeah the dude ate a lot of goldfish. <laughs> Had a little terrarium. It was amazing, yeah. Can't be on their back. Whose was it? Was it Mangold's? They fall asleep, right, when they're on their back. Is it Mangold's or no, it's when you rub their, their tummy? Yeah. yeah. So you flip them upside down, they go, yeah, boom. You can't, you can't paint them either. 
No, because yeah, they breathe, breathe through, through their, skin. their skin. You paint them, they'll die. Oh, you can't be painted either. Humans breathe through skin yeah, as I got, well. Yeah, but I still got my mouth and nose. Yeah, but I do believe you have to leave a little space in the skin mm-hmm. whenever you're painting your like body. A, like There's a, been a super fan that. that has almost died before. Like really? Armband. Yeah. Like the first Tin Man. I don't think so. Yeah, I'm just like the barbed wire thing. You've got to be able to get the soul. The soul has to be able to get out. <laughs> True. True yeah. with that, with what you just said yeah, there. That guy died. Who bought the croc? You? Mango? We all went together. We all went together to this little... I mean, I, I, I would love to know if that pet store... The dude had some exotic animals, man. Like You can't go yeah, buy I alligators mean, at Jack's Aquarium with pets. So you can't? We all went together. It was all on our own. A couple exotics. And then it lived, uh, yeah, running a, uh, an amoeba defense, a couple exotics. Is that when you guys decided to get an alligator? Luke Fickle, who's the linebacker coach, goes, we're going to run some exotics this week. Let's really buy into the exotic defense, the amoeba defense. You guys say, let's go buy an exotic. Mm-hmm. You guys go, go get an alligator? Or how do we get to the point of being like, you know what, college house, football team, have a lot going on in our yeah. lives? need to bring in an alligator to live with us how, how does that happen you think what what i believe we got him uh after the season when maybe my sophomore year or something and it was the winter time and we were just out and about maybe at chipotle or something when we saw this pet store we went in absolutely let's do this and then we got the aquarium set up the terrarium. you know i'm a i have a background in fish so i was like i got the aquarium guys i'll set this whole terrarium up don't worry about it and uh did that and then i had to call the landlord too because it said no pets on our lease and he was okay with it Okay. He was, no, I don't want the cat like hair. Yeah. I don't want the dog hair. We said Jimmy will stay in his aquarium. We're not going to get him out of the terrarium, but we lied. We brought him out a good amount of times, especially when we had a lot of people over, but he didn't ruin the house at all. Jimmy was a party trick? How was he? Did, he, did you guys have to take oh, Ask Bob. Ask General Bob about it. We had to keep Bob away from Jimmy. Yeah. Why, try uh, to wrestle it? What is he? I mean, yeah. Just, What's Bob doing? With hold on. So Feeding beers, everything about it. Everything. <laughs> did you guys take Classic. <laughs> Did, did did Jimmy poop? Yeah, like, he, did would he poop on the floor? Uh, no. I mean, if he did, he wouldn't. No, I don't. Not that Do I know. gators dump? Did you have to? T- yeah, that, I, did, it I, looks. It doesn't look like human turds. No. Did you have to tape his snot? Is that what had to happen? No, he wasn't that big. You grab him. You know, like here. You see my little thing? Where, where my camera? You grab him behind the neck uh, like this. Gross. Ah, grab him and then he wiggles his little head and he can't bite you. Jesus, he I missed it. I missed shit. Yeah, I miss what Jimmy. the hell? How was Jimmy? He was too small to like. He he could he, he would draw a little blood, but he was too small to like really hurt you. His teeth D- did he bad. like you guys? Did he know you guys? He had no heart, right? He has no heart, just like snakes have no heart. Right. People Reptile. talk about how mm-hmm. I'm cuddling with my know. pet snake. It's like no, snake sizing you up, trying to eat you. Yeah. Right now, I think I believe there's people that say these snakes have feelings, though. Yeah, allegedly, people. not a chance. I mean, it sounds like this thing was just waiting for General to come around. Just like, yeah, I just want an ice cold wide again. <laughs> so good once it hits your lips. Yeah. So, like, I have had a pet before, and I was not ready for it or the right person for it. So my parents took it in. What happened yeah. with Jimmy? You guys gave it back to the store? Or? No. No, never. We, I, Myself, Nick Mangle, and my buddy Johnny, who I grew up with, we lived together. Johnny took him home during Thanksgiving break, our senior year. Unfortunately, in the transportation process, no. hour and a half drive. And then... You gotta have a heat lamp on, you know. It's oh, a reptile, cold no. blooded. So something happened, power went out, heat lamp off. Jimmy died at his house. Yeah. And Jesus then everyone, Christ. everyone got a new pair of boots, or where'd we Jesus. go from there? Yeah. Well, I mean, Jimmy. we would have liked to use, we would have liked to use all of them, but Jimmy was not big enough to make boots. Yeah. Couple, couple Jimmy belts then, or how nah, did we do we just, it? We buried him. Yeah. Buried him. What do you mean? Let's have a moment of silence for Jimmy, please. Yeah, we should. So he drove Jimmy back, back to hour and a half. Yeah. Yeah, and then something happened where his the heat lamp got shut off. How yeah, but I'm me. saying after he died. Sounds awfully suspicious. Drove him yeah. back. Oh, no, no. He, so this my buddy grew up directly across the street from my parents where I grew up. He's buried back there. 
I'll so wait, fucking put him in a Coleman cooler on the way back yeah. home. What the hell? No, he had him. He, he tried to keep everything running in the car. He, did, he was fine in the car. He got to the car. It was once he put the terrarium back in the house, something happened with the power out. Jimmy, you, you had a piranha that lasted what two hours without any water in seven, seven, seven hours. hours. So, the, and then Jimmy <laughs> died in an hour and a half. Do you? Do you respect Jimmy, or do you think he's kind of a bitch-made cat Jimmy? for dying? Is this Jimmy, or is this... First off, don't speak ill of Jimmy. You never met him. I so just no, did. I just cat. want to say, I was about to have a moment of silence for Jimmy, and you are a little bit disrespectful. I'm wondering. Super disrespectful. You're asking if he's a fucking boot. We're talking about a pet. Yeah. What, is, this, uh, is this Jimmy here? Is this him? Honestly, I mean, that has a lot of resemblance to Jimmy. <laughs> for real. Yeah, except this one looks like a dog. Have you thought about that getting your kids nice. a Jimmy? Oh boy, where would I even get one now? I've never, oh, I've never come across a store that has them. I don't know if they're still. There's open. one down on fucking Gold Mile Highway 286. Yeah. No way that survived COVID. <laughs> I know which one you're talking about. No way. What's the shiny flakes thing on the internet? Just Google like Silk Road or something, and they'll get you one. Yeah. Yeah, but I don't know if it's like. Legal. I don't think we should be getting games. There's no end game. I don't have an end game. Like, yeah, I don't want them to grow up and get too big, and then all of a sudden, what do you do? Well, you Axel rides your, them to put school. them in that lake That's behind your end game. <laughs> what are you talking yeah. about? Don't you have a lake behind your house? We have put some fish in the pond. Yeah. That's right. Can we, um, that. just so we can move on? Sure. Mm-hmm. And this is celebration of AJ Hawk. It is his birthday. We just learned in college him, Mangold, Bobby. Boys had an alligator named Jimmy that sadly passed away because. Love you, Jimmy. You know, it's not supposed to be a pet to college kids, probably. But also. Right. He we had him for over two years. We, we took great care of Jimmy. You guys love Jimmy. Yeah. Jimmy died. Let's have a moment of silence for the alligator named Jimmy that lived in a, uh, a college house. In Terrarium. In a terrarium. Miss you, Jimmy. In Columbus, Ohio. <laughs> picture. I'm sorry. He cuts to the cut to the wide shot with the picture. What is your problem? <laughs> Show some fucking respect. His name being Jimmy. For real, calls me. Con, this is. Did you guys this call is him James? It, it, I, sorry, I did not expect to laugh. I was going to go for as long as possible, but she kept thinking about being named Jimmy. That is just fucking gold. <laughs> Holy shit. I like human names for animals. Yeah. Yes, I you're walking into this party. Okay, you yeah. hear you're going to a football party, house party. He'd scamp run, he'd scamp run underneath the couch, and then we have to lift the couch up and try to get him all the time. <laughs> <laughs> Man, I miss now. I haven't, I haven't thought about Jimmy yeah, in a long time like this. We had so many good memories. <laughs> Classic. <laughs> Whose room did he sleep in? Oh, he was slept in the little poker room in the, everyone's okay. room. No one oh, kidding me. I would, so I he's also a part of the room. problem. Yeah, that's right. He's. Oh. I don't want. Jimmy brought a lot of good. It sounds like you guys had a lot of great relationships with Jimmy and everything like that. Good. Jimmy also a part of the problem and why he's such a fucking shitbag card player. Yeah, that is something we have to remember on this AJ Hawk birthday. We couldn't even have a moment of silence for fucking alligator on the show. Sorry. That's the problem. That's my bad. That's the problem with this program. Big Hand up. That one's on me. Sorry, AJ. Happy birthday. Imagine going to a fucking party in, a, in college. It's like, you're th- obviously, you're 21 years old. Right. Mm-hmm. You just transferred to Ohio State mm-hmm. from another school. It's your third weekend on campus. Mm-hmm. One of your friends that you met in class gets invited to a Ohio State football house party or whatever. Mm-hmm. So probably incredibly pumped. A little bit intimidated. Yeah. You don't know what's going to happen. You get in there. You got this face saying hello to you. Mm-hmm. The, he was a mute at the time. Right? 20 bucks. Yeah, so he's not. He's just. 20 bucks. <laughs> I'm charging cover. Yeah. You weren't even talking, right? You were a mute then? Up. Yeah, I probably didn't say hi when they walked in. Yeah, so yeah. you get in there. Yeah. Oh, great. This fucking guy. The guy wants to beat my ass. Who is that? His name's AJ Hawk is his what? name. Yeah, he's the uh, lead entire American or whatever. 
And he's a mute. Yeah, he's the scariest looking guy of all time. Sweet. Bobby Carpenter comes in. Hey! Shirtless. <laughs> yeah. You know, probably shirtless with some drinks. Yeah. He's doing kegs back here. You know, full start situation. Mm-hmm. Nick Mangold obviously sitting on a chair, hilariously dressed, either judging everybody or holding a conversation that is electrifying mm-hmm. in the living room, trying to figure out where to go. And then you walk a couple steps later, and a fucking alligator is just <laughs> running free on the floor everywhere. Could you imagine what life was like for some people over there? Unbelievable. Incredible. Sounds like a good time. What an experience, yeah. That's what I'm saying. You head right to the keg with old Bob. Yep. This guy seems to have a lot of energy. Hey, you grab my legs. Yep, we're going up mm-hmm. for a while. Now, where's that gator? Now, I'd like to go chat with the alligator. You guys had a great day. You guys host parties, huh? That was a good time. Fucking Jimmy brought the, Jimmy brought the vibes, didn't yeah. he? Miss you, yeah. Jimmy. Our parents got to see Jimmy because we, where I lived, our parents would all park at my house before the game, then walk to the game, and then walk back with us, and they got to enjoy Jimmy afterwards and everything. <laughs> yeah, a lot of people. Jimmy impacted a lot of lives. He really did. Truly. Wish you guys could have won another natty for him. I know. Yeah. Damn sure. You ever think about that? I know. We should have in honor of Jimmy because, yeah, we should have. you get a ring right. for him? Did, um, <laughs> did Tressel ever meet Jimmy? Coach Tressel never stopped by my house from what I know, but I think he, he was aware of Jimmy, yes. AJ, you got an alligator at the house? Got the right decision? <laughs> it's Jimmy, Coach. It's not an alligator, is it? It's not any alligator. This is the alligator. Yeah. Why do they go? Why would? Why do they go comatose when you flip them upside down? Yeah, because uh, vertigo. What the, is that? The medulla. The medulla. Mama said. <laughs> mom, mom, mom said. How about fucking Steve Irwin? There's another one. Let's have a moment of silence for yeah. Steve. His son. His son's keeping it alive though. Dominated. He is. Dominated. I watch that Steve special. Junior. I watch that show. They're crushing it down there. Oh yeah. I love stop by. They're wrestling those. So he just got unlucky and got stung directly in the wrong spot. Yeah, he got got jabbed, but by a stingray. Oh, stingray. Man, right in his heart? (laughs) Yeah. Yep, different jab. You felt Mm. good about that, huh? Felt real good about it. I'm still waiting on our fucking article to drop this week on the Twitter files, damn it. Rest in peace to Steve Irwin. And I assume this crocodile here is still alive, thriving. That's right. Is that... Those who did not grow up with Steve Irwin, I apologize to you. Mm-hmm. You didn't get to experience every animal on earth in a way that an Australian maniac yeah. was going to explain. He was great. He was. Great. One of one. He cut great promos. he loved it. Great. You, anyone, it's, it's easy to like anybody that is super passionate about whatever it is they might be into, I feel like. And when he's into these animals and you see, like, this dude is genuinely super happy at telling us about these animals and almost – getting his head bitten off at the same time cutting promos too Mm -hmm. real promos informative promos while he's (laughs) staring down a fucking king cobra Mm -hmm. with his australian a lot of us first time hearing the australian accent too i mean it was a full fucking crikey what is this thing here crikey is the cobra he saved animal plan Mm -hmm. he got it up and running he is animal he is animal plan jeff Irwin. yes Who's Jeff? He's the guy who brought animals on the shows, like all the late night shows. He was the bald-headed American one. Yes. No relation to Steve Irwin? I don't think so. And now that I'm thinking of that, might not even be his fucking name. Yeah, I don't oh. think so. Yeah, because as soon as but you guys said Jeff Irwin, I was I thought you were Jungle Jack Hanna brought a lot of animals on, yeah, like Letterman and stuff. Right, but there was another guy. It was Jeff something. Jeff Sluman. No. We should get. We should do the old animal thing. Golfer. In here. That'd be sweet. Jeff Corwin. Jeff Corwin. Knew that, it was a win. Yeah. That used to be a staple of live shows. Once a month, animals <clears> coming <throat> in. What's the reaction? Mm-hmm. That's the whole segment. 
Mm-hmm. What are we doing? Oh, today you're learning about an animal from this fucking country. Yeah. What's it going to do? It could bite you. Sweet. Let's do some live TV and see if this thing fucking bites somebody. Yep. You get some sweet that, that used to be the thing. We should try that. Bring yeah. some birds in here. When you're here, I'm not doing that alone. You got are be birds here. real? Depending on which ones we pick. Some birds are real, some aren't? Yeah, we've been over this many, okay. many times. Okay. For yes, his birthday, why don't you just, for his birthday, why don't you break it down, your thoughts? Yeah, crows, eagles, and uh, I forget what the last one was that I confirmed with Hawks. Hawks. Associates. Hawks, yes. Actually, yesterday was National Bird Day. Saw a lot of nice. people talking about a lot of things. Congrats. <laughs> you only saw a <laughs> lot of people talking about a lot of things yeah. because your algorithm has a lot of those things in it. Look, <laughs> I'm just saying, that CIA article got brought up again in 1970. They started a program. Putting cameras and mics and birds. And then, yeah, they must have just stopped doing it. Oh, I'm sorry. Come on. Let me find my tinfoil cap. Exactly. Don't be a mark for <laughs> fucking doing it right now. 1970. There's some people that hear somebody say that and get so irrationally upset about it. Mm-hmm. Why are you saying you fucking idiot, doofus? It's like, I, I believe in birds. I just want to go on the record. Yeah, bird sanctuaries, perhaps. I think birds. I think birds are not what you think birds are, but I'm all about you feeling the way you feel as a form of entertainment for me. You sound like a mark a little bit when you're talking, <laughs> about, when you're talking about birds being real. Boom. There we go. What's that? Oh, yeah, that's just a regular bird. Is it? <laughs> that? Is it? <laughs> you tell that. me. That's not even, is that even a real picture? Yeah, I mean, you, you're telling me you can't just put you know, feathers on that thing, and then boom, there's a bird. No, flying really. Kni- are there those knives? Yes, just a they flying are. Assassin? Flying, you, bingo. Why, do they, I mean, why is there knives? Because because is, this what the, is this what we're using in warfare right now? I know, that's what Russia's using. Are they? Yep, for a fact. They just watch Edward Scissor's hands. Just send one of those things. You know how that What's Russian... What's all the tail feather with the fucking steak knife back there? Because they can shoot them out their tails. You know how that Russian politician fell out of his window? Fucking couple birds, <laughs> circle them up, and then they. God, you're telling me they shoot these things? They shoot their their knives at people. They can, no. yeah. Because guess what happens after they use all their weapons? What's that? Fucking self destruct. Oh. Ten seconds. Raise the evidence. Gone. <laughs> you are a maniac, and that'll be a great time to pivot away from that discussion. These are all internet reports, obviously. Mm-hmm. Well, hmm. not the like 1970s to. one. That oh. is. You know, documents before, certified. Before we move on, I would like to provide some good news. The enclosure oh. on 286 is still open and thriving. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Tom. You just describing something as on 286, <laughs> like everybody else would know what that means. The exotic animal store that he referred to in our mm-hmm. hometown of Plum is still open. Wow! Congratulations to them on surviving COVID. What do they sell, Diggs? Exotics. Like a lot of iguanas, a lot of lizards, tarantulas, turtles, birds. Uh, I'm not seeing any jimmies. I was, always cool. too, I was always too scared to go in there for a large portion of my life. Sat in the parking lot while others went in a couple different iguanas. times. I'm not going in there, dude. Wait, you scared of the animals? or who's Yeah, in just there? there was no reason. It, you know, I don't need to go in there. Everything in there is like at another place that I don't want to go to. Okay? Like, do yeah, I want to go? go get, do I want to get dropped into the jungle? I don't right now, okay? And this is basically, it was built that way, too, like the design outside mm-hmm. made you feel as if going into a different world but then i went in there one I'm time. Not into i went in there one time and it was real it was like oh shit this is a wild place never been here before i would not have guessed they're still going yeah through covid it's impressive yeah probably a lot of people buying exotics to keep them company they're open today from noon to eight. only closed <laughs> on mondays so i have a noon to eight every day 
Good luck out there selling the exotics. We'll be back on the other side. We're going to pick the games. Here okay? we go. We're going to pick the games. Is this everything they got there? I don't want to yes. see that. Yeah, it is. From their face. See, this is what I'm talking like, about. This is what it was oh, described cool. as. I'm like, I'm not going in there. I'm okay. I mean, those are little lizards and stuff. Who cares about them? That'd go on that thing's sweet. Turtles are sick. They, they look sweet. How about that one? Do, do, you guys, do you guys like Ooh, snakes? I, I do not like snakes. I do not I like snakes. snakes. They had snakes. They used to be like the snake capital. Oh, that snake, turtle snake. is sick. Tarantula too. Snakes. That turtle is diesel. Oh, look at that. I like that last guy. That guy. That thing is awesome. Look at the towel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That thing's got a long tongue. Yeah, I've seen on a lot of different apps. Oh, now we're in the parakeets. Yeah, okay. The bird that you could you could teach. So you're saying you think you think that yeah, like a parrot or whatever. Whatever they are. We should get a bird in here just in case. Dang. Carbon monoxide. I think you should. What is that? That's a canary. Mm -hmm. Canary. Yeah, I'll let you know. Canaries are good birds. By being dead. Very I'll let you know birds. by being dead. Yeah. So they're real birds. <laughs> no, they come back and say, you'd die. I think. They actually come back. Yeah, and then they fly out. My grandma killed parakeets, saved her life. Carbon monoxide leaks. Yep. All the birds mm -hmm. died. She woke up, saw them dead. Got they came back to lot. Uh, no, they were, yeah. they were dead as dead, shit. Dead, to charge them. <laughs> Good birds, though. So you're telling Ooh. me the canaries that people are using in caves and stuff like that were fake? When were they using them in caves? This guy. Early 1900s. Okay, yeah, absolutely. Those are still alive. Those are real. Okay, so hawks. 1975 is our cutoff point, Pat. That's when they started <laughs> leaking. Any new leak. bird. After that, can't trust it. And then old ones after that, can't trust those either. So canaries still alive if they're from the lineage of former. Yes. I, Wait, are you I, saying they killed all the real birds in '75, Con? No, I'm saying they started to leak these robot birds slowly but surely into the. <laughs> and they into started the procreating the these. And, no, they didn't procreate, but then the real birds started dying. But instead of just letting birds disappear, they said, "You know, this is a perfect opportunity to dump all these other birds into the system, and then we have a bunch from all over the place." You're awesome. If we're gonna buy, if we we're gonna get hybrids? a bird, we need a CAT scan, and we need a couple things to be checked out first. <laughs> Oh, there's a, here's any the of them morph though, Con? Any of these robot birds morph with real birds, and we have hybrids? No, if that happens, we're all dead. That's just a basic ass green snake there back there. I, I don't think that thing's going to cause any problems. Nah, these. I don't care about any of them. Not touching any of them. I'm not no, looking. me neither. I I hate the snakes. I am not a snake guy at all. I've been in a I've been in a situation where there was a snake in front of us in mm. the Arizona that could have been a thing. And I'll tell you what, at that moment, I was pretty proud of myself, but not too much. Because yeah. my first thought was, I got to get right behind its head. Yep. And then my next thought was, who's going to do that? And that's when, you know, I kind of lost sure. yeah. a little bit of hope in me. Did, hey. Pitts, did Pittsburgh ever find that albino uh, yeah, yeah. snake? Yeah, yeah, Gene Simmons. Was that his name? That was yeah. his name. Yep. Duquesne. See, 10 out of 10, I'd rather have a snake on me than that fucking thing. I, I'm out on both. Yeah. Yep, me too. Big Jake the snake guy, though. Ooh, Ooh what's that? That's a dinosaur. It's like a baby Komodo dragon. I think. Albino. Wait, those Komodos fucking get oh, after it. Oh, yeah. I saw they some planet Earth deers. thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Big. They're real deal. The yeah, enclosure's fucking up there. thriving, dude. Dude, look how many animals they got. They got it all. They got a good site, too. They have all of them on here. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they run, good, they run a good Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> they knew yeah, they to do. survive through COVID, you got to survive on yeah, Facebook. Get the olds. You know how many green snakes were sent out? Yeah, like that's any like lions out back or anything. Nah, it's it's kind of in a street area. A mm -hmm. lot of it's kind of just kind of shows up out of nowhere. Yeah, a little hole in the wall. Buy a lizard, take over Pugliano's, get a nice fucking chicken parm dinner. Yeah, they jimmy it up, get it all drunk like you guys did with old the alligator. Mm -hmm. Hey, Jim, I'm a little bit choked up right now. You know why? 
What happened? Because a man who has blessed the football world so much has successfully completed another trip around the sun, and that yeah. man is you, A.J. Hawk. Yeah! Thank you. Happy birthday on this January 6th. Happy birthday to you. That's what January 6th is known for, and uh, we are pumped that we get to spend your birthday <laughs> with you. The Talks Tables here at Boston Connor at Ty Schmidt. One half of the hammer, Cowboys Tone Diggs is here. We will be joined momentarily by a man who has held every single position you can hold except for player in the NFL. A super genius when it comes to football. A host, an author, a TED Talk giver, a Super Bowl champion, an advisor, a consultant, a general manager, a coach. Ladies and gentlemen, Paisano from the sin, Michael Lombardi. Yeah! Happy birthday. Hey, AJ, happy birthday. Thank I think you. I think we missed it there at the beginning because you were muted by either us or you. Do you have anything to say to AJ on his birthday, Paisano? <laughs> Only gets better. Sinatra, right, the best is yet to come. I think you just keep going. You know, George Raveling, who I work with on The Daily Coach, he and I founded it together. He told me when he turned 62 and he started to work at Nike, he was the man who signed Michael Jordan to Nike that from 62 to 82 were the best years of his life. And this is the man who had a basketball coaching career. So, AJ, I'm just telling you, it gets better as you get older. Hell yeah. Right, thank oh, you. Oh, oh, oh. Coach, can you Appreciate turn that it. phone sideways? Are you on your phone right now? Can you turn that sideways? Yeah. Do whatever you need me to do, my man. Yeah, perfect. I think it was echoing back into the speaker. Out of the way. I got the sun out of the way. I, st I got Jerry Rice behind Good me. Back. I stayed. No. So, you, you, you look amazing right now, Coach. We appreciate you. Um, Lombo, some of the metaphors you were making this morning on the internet were fucking <laughs> fantastic. And I don't know if we have your tweets ready to get pulled up at this exact moment, but you were comparing basically the trip to America from Europe, the people getting onto the ships, and then whenever they arrive, what they see and what they felt at the same time is similar to what coaches have to go through during a season. Now, obviously, there was numerous diseases and everything like that. I don't think you were comparing the severity and how hard it was and everything like that, but just the mindset of the two groups of people. What were you? What was the point you were trying to make there, and what do you think this Week 18 means for a lot of these teams? Well, what I, the point I was trying to make is, and I say this to a lot of coaches all the time, when you become a head coach for the first time, it's like embarking on a cruise. You know, you go out to the ocean, you get 200 miles out to sea, and the storms are a lot different where the further you go. And you sail across in the 18th century from England to New York. Those storms were difficult. The ocean is tough. And that 18-game season that you guys, both AJ and you, endured are difficult. There's a lot of problems that come up. There's a lot of things that happen. And you've got to deal with them. And when you get there, you don't know how it's going to turn out. You don't know what is waiting for you when you see land the next time. And that's the NFL season. You have no idea what week, eight, what eight, what week 18 brings to you. Does it bring you happiness and hope to the playoffs? Or does it bring you despair and an unfortunate ending and you lose your coach? So to me, this is a weekend where you got to be really careful if you're betting. To, to modify what you want to do in the betting market because not every team has the same agenda. And that's what I kind of try to write about today. Most people would think, okay, Houston is definitely going to lose this game to get the first pick in the draft. They'll lose to the Colts to the first pick. Not so fast. Lovey Smith, you know, he wants to win a game. He hasn't won a lot of games as a head coach since, he's been, since Tampa. You know, he wants to win. He wants to prove that they're on the right foot. He has different motivation than, say, some fan sitting there saying, let's get the first pick. And I think you got to handicap that a little bit. Yeah, that's never really talked about. I think that's a brilliant statement from a brilliant mind. We appreciate that. Go ahead, AJ. 
Mike, what do you make of the whole situation with the Indianapolis Colts bringing in Jeff Saturday? And do you think there's a chance that he gets through the vetting process and actually becomes the full-time head coach? No, I don't. And I, and I think, to me, Jeff is, is in way over his head. And I think, unfortunately, he hasn't gone through the steps. You know, you can't become a master chess player without going through the ranks and files. And you got to pay your dues. And I think that you could know football on a level as a – player you can know football as an offensive line but you you have to bring it all together the leadership you know the one thing about being a head coach in the nfl especially if you're not going to call plays if you're not running an offense or a defense or the kicking game is you got to be the chief figure out officer you got to be able to solve all the problems and when the players can't get you to solve the problems you lose luster in the locker room i think he's on the job training it's the hardest job to get look it's a harder job to get to the united states senator right there's only there's only 32 of them and nobody's ever prepared for him. I don't think anybody believed the first year on the job they were prepared for it. So Jeff's not in a unique place. But the problem is he doesn't bring enough intellectual capital with him to handle the role that he's in. And it, it's been telling in the team. I think it's been, t- it's a, it's been telling in their performance. And I think when you look at the, the, the point differential between the teams since he's taken over with this one win – I think it tells a big tale. Yeah, a team stunk before he was the head coach with a guy who had success as a head coach and climbed all the ranks as well. So I'm sure we could argue forever, but it has not worked out fantastically. Yesterday, though, I did, as a person who's friends with Jeff and has watched his Colts team, obviously, and invested, I said, we have learned from this, right? Like, probably have to have some sort of experience <laughs> before you become a head coach, and yet probably the case. And it, it's because of all the other shit you're talking about, all the other things you got to deal with, like whenever you're the head coach, the things that come across your desk and, you know, also potentially having to be one of the first people to ever have some accountability in a building is interesting. How do you think they fix that? Honestly, we got some contracts that aren't good on this team either, and by not good, I mean we've paid a lot of people at a lot of positions, and our team stinks, so they're going to have to do something different. Do you think they have to unload some contracts, and how many teams are sitting in positions that they're going to have to completely rebuild? Have you looked at that yet? Yeah, I think there's a lot of teams, and because a lot of teams need quarterbacks, but I think the bigger thing for the Colts mm. is they need a I think their owner needs to understand that the most important thing for his organization is alignment. And what does that mean? That means that I'm not going to, I'm going to hire somebody to come in to be the chief executive officer to run this team, and we're all going to be on the aligned with that philosophy and that belief. Alignment doesn't mean everybody's on the same page. That's ridiculous. You know, it's challenging to get everybody on the same page. Alignment means everybody's working towards one common goal and understanding that. And that starts with the owner, and he sets the template for that. Jim Irsay sets the template. This is the kind of team I want. This is what I'm expecting. These are the roles that I want. He needs to define that because what happened is is when now the next coach that comes in, he's going to ask a simple question. Are you going to continue your relationship with Jeff? Is he going to be a consultant? Because now that guy's worried about, well, maybe Jeff is going to come back and be the coach again. Uh Have alignment. Now you have no alignment. Now you've got everybody working in fear. They might be on the same page. They're not aligned. So I think that's the giant step for the Colts to take is that alignment. And I think that starts with the ownership. He's got to come out and say, okay, here's what we did. I thought Greg Prenner's statement, the owner of the Broncos, I thought that was the best thing I've heard in 25 years that I've been around. I've been in the league for almost 40 years, but in the last 25 years, that was the best thing I've heard from an owner. He clearly defined what the job is and what it isn't. And that's something that we have a hard time doing in the NFL, and that's why we're struggling. I think the Giants are the perfect example. They don't have a talented roster. They, need, they, had, they were a bad team with no salary cap. 
But Dayball came in, he was aligned with the general manager, and they're now working towards a common goal. Are they good? They're not a great team at all. But they don't lose games. They try to win. They don't. They avoid losing first. They've gotten the quarterback to play better. But that all starts with alignment. What was said 25 years ago by an owner? Well, brought up in the, in the Walsh system, you know. And so I learned a lot from Coach Walsh about, you know, the, his relationship with Eddie DeBartolo and how DeBartolo gave him the authority to build. He was the CEO. I mean, Bill Walsh could have run – any company at any time. I mean, he was that brilliant. So, you know, he gave him the ability to create that alignment. And that's what I've learned. And so many times these teams are not aligned. And the coaches pay a price. The coaches' family pay a price. Because you got people in the organization working on different levels. You've got different agendas. It's a hard thing to do. It's a hard sport to get alignment. And as it continues to grow, as we see more people in the building, because of all, you know, let's hire more people, hire more people. It's harder to manage those. Well, the analytics department is growing in every single building. I know that. And obviously, that's an important part of decision making. So go ahead and do what you got to do. But I don't know if the more people you mm -hmm. add, the better everybody is going to be on the same page. To your same page point, I didn't plan on asking this question. I know Connor's got a heater for you. So does Ty and Tone. But they're saying that nowadays, GMs and coaches are going into interview together with owners so going into the interview they already have it figured out what the gm is going to do what the coach is going to do they kind of get bundled as a group they're trying to go in as a team gm's going to handle this this is the culture of the gm this is the type of guys they're going to want here's what the head coach is going to do with these players here's the culture the head coach is going to be able to create with these types of players and they're interviewing at the same time for the ownership is that normal has that been happening for a long time and will that help with alignment because we do know that the old way head coach interview gm interview then hopefully they get along and then turns out sometimes they don't i feel like interviewing together is smart you don't think that's the case or no i think it's smart i think it's it gets everybody on the same how page. come it hasn't well, happened before how come it how come well, it yeah i, th I think that there, there's been a there's been a mentality in some organizations the gm picks the players the coach coach the players there's been we don't want to give the coach too much authority yada, yada, all those things but i think what more importantly than just the interview together I think if I went in an interview with a coach together, I would say to the owner, what do you want? What do you want? Because that won't change. You own the team, right? So tell me what you want. Are you willing to to take players who who have a, a problem with alcohol or a problem with uh, – had a drug problem in college? Were you willing to do, how are you willing to handle that, okay? You want no one with domestic violence on this team. Got that. Nobody. They come off the board. Tell me what you want. You want to be a big team that plays – Outdoors and cold weather, great. Let me get that down. Like, tell me what you want. You're running this company. Tell me what you run. You don't have to tell me what plays to run. You don't have to tell me what offense you want to run. You don't have to tell me I want to be a West Coast. I want to be this. Just tell me philosophically what your vision is for the team, and then we'll implement that. That could be a good little practice in the middle of that interview process. Like, tell me what you want, and then old buddy says what they want. And then you go, okay, so we'll look at these guys then. This is a guy we'll look at, and then the coach will be able to think, if that's the case, and this is probably how we'll end up running it, this is an offensive coordinator that I would think about bringing in. Then in real time, as an owner, you're also watching the GM and the head coach figure some shit out. That seems like a very – that seems like a great way to figure out who's going to – because there's a lot the of rebuilding. The owners won't do that. They come in and say, who's your coordinator? Well, okay, it's X, Y, or Z. But when X, Y, or Z leaves, what happens to the program? What happens to the team? You know, what happens when this guy leaves? Does the program fall apart? 
So that's where it's got to come from him. It's got to come from him. And then that you're not asking him every question that comes up in the draft. Do we take this guy? Do we not want to take this guy? Would we sign this? What's your philosophy on free agency? Where are you on, you know, like people are all talking about Lamar Jackson now because he's not playing. Is it because of his contract? No. Lamar Jackson's situation is unique in this sense. He saw Deshaun Watson get a bundled up contract that it was unheard of in the NFL, right? He saw, and he wants that. So he's not going to – I can't fault him for not going out on the field to play when he's not 100% healthy, when he knows what's at risk. So the reaction of other things creates another issue. Mike, what a, a name we haven't heard in a, in a week or two, I feel like, but it was on the top for, tip of our tongues for a long time, is OBJ, Oda Beckham Jr. What's he doing? Is yeah. he going to – He all of a sudden he was on this tour, he's going to sign with like a contender, and then we haven't heard much from him. Is he going to try to even get back into it, or is it too late now? Well, I think it's way too late now. I was told when he was going for these physicals, he was eight weeks away three weeks ago, four weeks ago, whenever it was told. So there was. I think what we learned then is that he does. He wasn't ready to play. Not that he's mentally ready to play, that his that, that injury wasn't 100% rebuilt, that he could come back and play like the Odell that we've known. So he got out of this market. I think he'll be in the free agent market in March. He'll still have to go back and take physicals. Once a player starts to take a physical and then all of a sudden he doesn't sign, the clubs are not allowed to talk about the physical because that violates the HIPAA laws, right? He failed our physical. That's that. That's a, But when they don't sign them, that kind of gives you an indication. I don't think I don't think he failed the physicals in the sense that. But I don't think he's ready to play. You guys both have played, right? You've been cleared to play. I've seen this a thousand times. The doctor clears you to play, but you're not a hundred percent. Yeah. Right. So what is what? What does that mean? You know, I used to say to the team, doc, like Doc. You cleared him, but he isn't ready to play. He's two weeks away from playing. Like, like, okay, I get he's cleared, but he's cleared for activity, not cleared to play at his level. Yeah, the doctor's the, the doctor saying, well, that's a football level thing that you need to figure out, not me. That's, that's what the medical thing is. You need to figure out whether or not he is at a point where he can play good enough football to crack in, or and it's going to be sore afterwards, but his body can go out and complete a task of playing football is what they mean by cleared. Is that how it is everywhere, or is it just some places are operated like that? No, I think it's everywhere, and I think the coach has got to make – you see, I think sometimes coaches make this mistake, so they say, okay, he's been cleared, and we put him out there, and he looks bad. And now it's the player's fault he looks bad. That's not really the player's that's fault, bad, right? Yeah. You know, I mean, that's you know, it's your fault for putting him out there. Like, he's not ready to play. He's not 100%. You know, and so to me, you've got to really monitor that. You've got to study that. You've got to say, okay, where does he compare? Like Kyler Murray next year. He might be clear to play in September, but is he going to be the Kyler Murray that we're used to seeing in terms of running around and the speed and the athleticism? we got to see that before you put him out there. Arizona's one of those places we just chatted about, probably going to be in the middle of a full yep. mm-hmm. full rebuild. Excited to see how they handle that whole situation. J.J. Watt retiring, Hard Knocks episode this past week. Worth a watch to take a trip down memory lane for that fucking legend. Uh, Connor has a question for you, Lombo. Yeah, Lombo, speaking of Arizona, that's one of the places that checks off a lot of the Sean Payton boxes, warm weather, young quarterback who's good. Have you heard anything about where he's possibly going? And is there still rumors about him and Brady possibly? teaming up you know I, I haven't heard too much about that i do think that everything's going to go through new orleans with sean payton because they own his rights like this isn't free agency where he can just go where he, uh, his contract as a coach when you retire your contract is still if you have years left on your contract it's still held by the team that you retired from so say joe gibbs retired from the washington football team you know, and he had three years left on that contract. He's still essentially they'd have to release him from that contract. So I think that's a giant step. I, I would get the sense that 
everything about Sean, the decision-making, has more to do with the relationship with the owner than it does with who's the quarterback. Why do you say that? Because I think the owner gives you the owner gives you a sense of what you what you're able to build and how you can build it and what how much authority he's going to have to be the CEO. See, if if, if Denver calls, you know, and and then Penner says you're the CEO of the company, that's a great job to have. That's an opportunity for him to craft something. You know, whereas Arizona, is it going to be the old way? Is Steve Kime going to come back? Are they going to replace Kime with someone else? How's this going to work? I think it's a lot about the owner with Sean, and I think it's it's going to be that. And I think New Orleans is going to have a say in all this. I think it was reported, right, Steve? Yeah. Was it? That he's pretty much out the door, I think, yeah. Yeah. I think new GM and then the Cliff Kingsbury-Kyler Murray relationship. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. They're potentially going for a full rebuild over there as well. That's interesting over there. I, watching Hard Knocks, the building – you know anything about Arizona at all? You think they have a chance of yeah. winning a Super Bowl over there? I, I think the building's not aligned at all. I, I think uh, I think Mr. Bidwell would do well to regrid Iron Genius. I don't think that the building's aligned. I think that they have a lot of issues. That's his book. You know? <laughs> yeah, that's the book behind me. I, I think that's a lot of issues. You know, uh, I, I think that's always the because to me they do things on a line item basis. There's no philosophical belief within the building, and so you know we get this guy. Okay, great. You know you got to build something if you're going to build a foundation that sustains excellence. It has to come with principles and and, and a foundation of beliefs, and you don't see that in Arizona, and that's going to take some time. And that's just not crafted by hiring one guy. That's crafted by the owner understanding that somebody's got to explain that to the owner. And somebody's got to be able to build it. This is going to take some time to build. You know, and they just kind of, to me, they always look like, oh, we need a guard. Let's sign this guy. Oh, we need a, okay, we'll bring A.J. Green back. He's an older player. It, there's no rhyme or reason of what they do. Easy. Sounds like you're describing the Colts a little bit. Don't love that. <laughs> Everybody needs to relax. But it sounds like you're also, as a former GM, saying that a lot of these problems, potentially from ownership, refusing to either take command a little bit of accountability or speak things how they want it to be with different places a lack of leadership it sounds like you're thinking is a problem in a lot of places excited to see how that is addressed yeah i I think like philly's a perfect example philly goes the opposite way of what i believe right And, and i never really thought philly was the right way to go but as i watch philly with jeff lurie what he's done i think he he understands it right so jeff lurie believes the organization carries the head coach, not the head coach carries the organization. I've always been the opposite. But what Laurie has done a great job of is is hiring a coach who maybe isn't qualified for the job initially, but then developing the coach along the way. See, this is what happens, right? Who's coaching the coach? You know, we hire Frank Wright. Who's helping him out? Who's making him understand where he might need help along the way? I think the Eagles have done a really good job with that. I think they've been able to supplement the coach, Peterson and now Seriani, with help alongside, whether it's their analytic department, whether it's in – but the philosophy all comes from Lori, right? So they're really good in the offensive line. Was that Seriani's belief? Of course not. That was Jeffrey Lori's belief the day he bought the team. He wanted to be great in the offensive and defensive lines. That's what he believes in. And so that, that manifests itself forward. That's kind of what I'm talking about. That's what we don't have. You know, that's what many of these owners think. Well, if I hire this guy, no, it's got to come from you because guess what? These teams are worth $6 billion. You're not going anywhere. You're staying. And also, you're the only one that could probably talk to a lot of these people who have mass, I don't want to say massive egos, but a lot of confidence, right? They all deport, they all direct to one person. Hey, you're the only person really that can tell everybody here something. So just say it. And uh, 
It'd be cool to be an owner all of a sudden, wouldn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah it would. Pretty sweet. Oh, yeah. All right, listen, here's the deal. Okay? Figure it out. We want. We are not going to get punked ever on our offensive line. Ever. Mm-hmm. Okay? I'm, I'm going to pay a quarterback $250 million. Guess what? We need to keep him alive. That needs to happen. D-line, too. We need some dogs. Okay? We want to hunt. Everything else... Have your fucking way with it, but that's where you want to be. Okay, so we're probably going to be a little bit of a run-heavy team. Need a good running back here. Need a big like, – that is an easy way to kind of piece things together as opposed just, to – Yeah. Clear it up. You could be an owner. I mean, if you had the $20 billion, you can be an owner. That's I mean, that's – you did it. Okay. That's exactly what you need to do. You don't need to specifically say, I want this, but – but when the but when the media gets on you for not drafting a receiver and you take an offensive tackle, the fifth pick, don't come walking in my office saying, "Why didn't we take the receiver?" We already made that decision on how we're going to build this football team based on your philosophy and principles, which I believe in completely. We're building inside out, not outside in. Yeah, because I don't think about the the future. The owner doesn't think about the future backlash, right? Like draft night. Like free agency, where you don't yeah. spend a bunch of money on whatever positions. It's like, no, that's not how we're operating or whatever. It's like you, you're the one that actually made that decision. Oh yeah, yeah, I did yeah, say you're that. right. Yeah, shit. All right, all right. We'll keep. We miss out on another one of these guys. Yeah, better win. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's uh, what an interesting predicament there. Ty has a question for you, Lombo. Yeah, Michael, what are you hearing about Jim Harbaugh? We hear all this stuff about him saying, you know, he thinks he's going to be coaching at Michigan next year. And then yesterday, you know, they're getting investigated, which seemingly kind of opens the door for him to jet out of there and, and get one of these other jobs in the NFL that are opening that he allegedly likes the roster and has interest in. Are you hearing anything? Do you think it's pretty much a done deal that Harbaugh is potentially going to be an NFL head coach somewhere next year? I think a lot of what Harbaugh is going to be is based on what the owner, who the owner is, right? I know he has a relationship with Stephen Ross from his Michigan days, right? And I think what Penner described at his press conference in Denver describes what Jim is. Remember, Jim was successful. You know, I'll go back and tell you a story. Jim's son and I, Jim's son and my son both played high school football together at St. Mary's out in Oakland. We both worked at the Raiders. And Jim, the, the Al Davis told me we need a we need a quarter ex NFL quarterback on the staff to develop into a coach, and that's when we hired. And that's when I called John Harbaugh, who said you should hire my brother, and so we hired him. And so we've been friends going on, and and we're sitting there, and I'm telling him not to take the University of San Diego job because I thought it was a horrendous job. We're watching Piedmont High School play St. Mary's in the rain. And he's like, Coach Walsh told me if I want to be a head coach, go be a head coach. So he takes it and he wins. He's successful. But the 49er, the 49er, the 49er stay ended because there was a lot of outside people. They weren't aligned perfectly in Jim's mind. And so if Jim were to come back into the NFL, and these are my words, not his, it would have to be with total alignment and total ability to build an organization in his vision. He's highly competitive. I mean, it, you know, he, he wants to win. College football is becoming a very challenging landscape with the NIL rule and the transfer rule. I mean, it's the wild, wild west out there, right? And so that's a, that's going to be a harder job as it goes on than the NFL jobs because there's a little bit more continuity and rules regulation. So I would not preclude it. I know he interviewed at Minnesota last year, but Minnesota was never going to be a right fit for him because Minnesota was from the, the Jeffrey Lurie School. The organization's going to help carry the coach, right? That's not what Jim's looking for. So where's where's a place that would be good? And aren't all these places that aren't aligned 
They're the only ones that have availability at GM and head coach because they're not aligned and they suck? Is that just... Well, I, I think Denver, just by what he said at that press conference, makes you believe that... Like, I think what he said was, look, you know, uh, George Payton's done it. You know, George Payton is not going to have the authority that he once had, right? So he was being very diplomatic. I think there's a lot of things that go on in these press conferences that you have to interpret. So what he was really saying was, Payton's going to be here, but he ain't going to be in that role. Like, he had two chances to pick the coach and pick the quarterback, and we haven't really hit on those. So, But maybe he's a really good personnel guy, and we'll keep him in that role. But in terms of making decisions, no, no, that's going to be me from now on. And I think that opens the door up for somebody like Harbaugh. And I think if, if Arizona were to take that approach, they might as well. You know, I know Miami, I don't know what's going to happen. There's a lot of conversations about what's going on. Are they going to fire Josh Boyer, the defense coordinator? Are they going to make changes? I don't know what they're going to do. But I do know Ross is a Michigan man, and he and Jim are very close. Oh, oh. Mike, talking about that, I mean, that's what I wanted to ask you. Holy they're shit. talking about possibly moving on from the head coach if they don't make the playoffs. Is there any truth to that report, you think? I mean, I, I don't know what's, you know, I didn't think they would move on from Flores. I was floored when they fired Flores last year. He, what, won seven of the last eight games? Flores. But they didn't like the way the organization was. But I think, A.J., if you study the Miami Dolphins, and I'm sure Gump has. Gump probably won't admit this, but it's but it's true. They're they're not as good this They They were better last year than they are this year in, in more areas. This year, they're, they're better at making explosive plays. And Tua's played much better. But there's other areas of the team that they're not very good. They don't play complementary football. They hired McDaniel to run the ball. They only Their offense is on the field for 28 and a half minutes. Their defense is playing way too many minutes, and they're not good enough on defense. So they haven't really played complementary football. And so there's some areas they've improved with McDaniels, but there's some areas they've digressed. Now, I think it's their job to figure out what that is. But they're in the same exact role that they were in last year. At week going into the final game of the season. Now this year they got Skylar Thompson playing quarterback against Joe Flacco. I was going to try to FaceTime Gump there to see if he would have an answer, and obviously we weren't able to get it as quick. But Gump, I would assume, is saying the same thing. Mm-hmm. I was told his team was better than I was. Slot the ball the other way, Lombo. Have short memories. Remember when they broke when they when they all entered the new building in Miami. And the owner cut the ribbon, and everybody moved into the new facility. He made a statement: "I expect to go to the Super Bowl very quickly." I, mean, I don't think one thing about when you have the kind of wealth that these owners have today that they're they're not very patient. And so, a man like Ross, he said, "I expect to go." When he doesn't get instant gratification, money doesn't mean anything to him. I mean, he's just going to buy. I mean, it's just okay. I'm out. I'm going to find somebody kid, and, and this may be my only chance to get Sean Payton, or this may be my only chance to get Jim Harbaugh. Does that make it fair for Mike McDaniel? Probably not. I mean, but remember, Pete Carroll lost his job to because Leon Hess, who founded Hess Oil, thought Rich Kotite was the greatest coach. And then he lost his job again because Robert Kraft wanted to hire Belichick. So, like, this league, we all accept is not fair. Yeah, we all understand that's the case. And oh, no. Are oh, your books okay? Oh, yeah. My shelf's doing great. Are you, are you sure? I don't know, pal. Yeah. Other shoulders. Did you see that, Lombo? His whole, his books. Yeah, I was like a little magic trick. They're all his buddy. I'm sure Ryan's books are up there. I got to send you a book, AJ. I got to get my book up there. Oh, it sounds like I you got to send your it. book to Jim Irsay, too. Let's not fucking. Yeah. <laughs> okay, let's not just be sending these everywhere. Okay, we don't need everybody reading Gridiron Genius. You know what I mean? I hope everybody reads it. I would like to. You know, I, I find it hard to believe 
you know, that people don't understand this. I was on, on the phone yesterday with one of the co- cricket coaches over in England, and he wrote a book, Ed Smith, about decision-making. And, and we were talking about analytics in decision-making and how we've lost the human element a little bit in terms of it because guys are just sitting there on the field, you know, well, this is what that says to do. There's, there's part of the game that has to be translated on what's happening. And, and, and we were discussing this, and, and a lot of the owners of cricket teams and, and European soccer – they, they kind of just want it as a toy, and they don't understand it's really a business. And it's the same business that you made billions in. you got to run it the same way with the same beliefs. And the, there's such a feel thing, you know? Got to have feel. Momentum's real. Have you written a book about that? I think I'd like you to do that and then hand it to the <laughs> analytics people. I would like to do that. I, I, the next book, I, I mean, this book coming out is about the Hall of Fame. But the next book I want to write about is how to build the perfect coach. And, and I want to write it with an academic person that will help me to supply the academic side of leadership to along with the practical side. Well, I love that. That sounds smart. It's going to be great. How many books are you going to end up with, you think, when it's all said and done? I hope I keep writing until I can't write anymore. I think it's the greatest way to stay curious. I think you learn more, you know, and I think it's the it, this journey through the Hall of Fame has been really, to me, a, a, a revealing thing on what's going on. You know, we talk about, like, these receivers that are up for it, Torrey Holt, uh, you know. You know, Reggie Wayne, all, Andre Johnson, all these guys. And then I, you go back and look at, you know, Paul Warfield had 80 touchdowns and 450 catches. And, you know, Charlie Taylor had 79 touchdowns and 420. I mean, the touchdown catch ratio of these guys back in the day was remarkable. We lose sight of how good they really were. Yeah, like Dan Marino has stats that can keep up with today's yeah, stats. Yeah. And it's like yeah. old school football. Funny. When everybody says, well, you know, Brady made Belichick, and if it wasn't for Brady, Belichick wouldn't get there. The winningest coach in all of all of the NFL is Don Shula. He went four years with Dan Marino at quarterback that didn't make the playoffs. Oh, I was oh, told. Was- <laughs> <laughs> Tone has the last question for you here, Lombo. We can't thank you enough for your time on this glorious feel-good Friday. Lombo, one of the only games where both teams are playing for something this weekend is Saturday night, Jags-Titans. Um, how do you feel about that one? I, ha- I have a hard time going against Vrabel when I feel like he's been preparing for this game for two weeks. Yeah, I think that was that last Thursday game was to get Josh Dobbs ready to get him ready to go. I think when you watch the first game, right, you know, they turned it over four times, which they typically don't do. They protect the ball. When they when they turn it over, they lose, and Vrabel knows that. I thought Lawrence in the last game was spectacular. You know, the knock on Tennessee is, and it's not a knock, but it's a fact. you got to throw the ball. You can't run the ball in Tennessee. The Eagles came out throwing it, and they got the lead. And you've got to play from in front. Now, they got ahead of Jacksonville in the last game, but Jacksonville came back partly because of those turnovers, those four turnovers. And Lawrence made throws that I don't think you can duplicate a lot. Like, there's sometimes you're watching a game and you say, oh, wow, that's a hell of a play. Great play, touchdown, boom. You can duplicate that if you get the conditions perfectly. But some of the throws Lawrence made, you can't duplicate. I mean, he put the ball on the back shoulder of Zay Jones or he threw the most perfect pass. I mean, that was really a great effort by him. And I think Vrabel's probably sitting there saying, okay, we're going to slow the pace down. We're going to not snap this ball until five seconds on the play clock. We're going to try to run play out. We'll get Henry going. We're going to slow it, slow it, and play better defense and put some pressure on Lawrence like he did Kansas City. I mean, look, he went from the second quarter – to the overtime, he took that game at overtime and got one first down. So they can play within the red zone and they can play. I think I think this is his Super Bowl. Plus, I also think that they're really good when their backs are to the wall. I think they understand that. 
And I think it'll be a hard game for Jacksonville. They've never been in this situation before, right? They've never had this. This, this is a playoff game. I think Jacksonville can win. I just think six and a half or six, whatever the line is, too many points. All right. Uh, and how about the other one? Quick pick here for the Packers and the Lions at Lambeau on Sunday night football. Lambeau, your pick? I like, I like, I would take the points here. I don't think the Lions are going to care about what happens. If I, I think if I read Dan Campbell right, I think he's going to basically have a moratorium on, on any information coming out of Seattle. I think he wants his players to treat this like a playoff game because it's the greatest experience he could do as a head coach because he could go in there and say, guys, we had a playoff game last year. Now, it might not be a playoff game, but if you treat it like one, it'll help you launch into 2024, mm-hmm. into the next year season, 23, right? So I, I think they'll play. They didn't play well the last game. They didn't play well, neither did Green Bay. Green Bay had the two turnovers in the red zone. I think it'll be a hard-fought game. I think Green Bay will win, but I think it's a field goal game more than it is a four-and-a-half-point game. We appreciate the hell out of you, Lombo. Ladies and gentlemen, author, multi-time, Ted Speaker, Ted hey, Talks. Good luck tonight. Good luck Monday night. I will be watching and I will be listening. I will have you. I will have the volume on for that. I can promise you that. Man, we can't thank you enough for all your support and love. We appreciate the hell out of you, Legend Michael Lombardi. Thank yeah, you. Uh, AJ Hawk has rejoined us, I believe. What happened? Your your book books fall in like yeah. a fashion that they all look like they're on something that's not yeah. real. One whole row started to fall, so yeah, I had to shuffle some things. Around. Saw that. <laughs> What happened? Was there? Was I had to bounce it out. You know, I had some of my big heavier books on the left side sure. and should have put them on the right. So it's like oh. a plane, like wait and bounce. Oh, like a seesaw. Yeah. Seesaw. Good. good to go. A lot of humidity changes, different things up here. Uh, for the books. Wreak havoc on the tape that I use for my bookshelf, that for my books. Oh, yeah, for the back of the books because the books can get active, you know, right, like Night to Museum or whatever the yep. fuck. Sometimes the books really start Come getting crazy, especially whenever they're starting to be on the camera all the time. Mm-hmm. These egos are getting crazy. Let's dive into picking games. Let's do this quick. Let's wrap up Feel Good Friday in beautiful fashion on your birthday. AJ, you're the best, man. Honestly, can't say this enough. We're lucky that you join us, and uh, one of your records is going to get broken this weekend probably. That doesn't mean anything uh, less of you. No. You, need you got an extra no. game. Yeah, it's an asterisk. True. He should. I hope. I mean, he should. I didn't know that. They even this is a thing, but yeah, he should. What do okay. you mean? Uh, uh, I didn't know. Right. What did I say from day one when Ty asked me about Quay Walker in camp? I was like, this dude can absolutely fly. He's super sudden. He's twitchy. He's yeah. He's a stud. so everything you were. So, but everybody needs to know. Bingo. Everybody needs to know though. Extra game. Seven bef- behind it would be an incredible game. Get eight tackles, nine tackles, whatever the case yeah. would be. Quite an accomplishment. And Quay's going to be a guy for a long, long time. But this Ohio fuck over here was a guy. He was. 121 tackles rookie year. Unbelievable Absurd. defense rookie of the year. Mike Linebacker. Yep. In a grind and pond mm-hmm. time. Yeah. Hunter, I mean, just the toughness as a young child yep. in the NFL. Trying to tackle grown men. Hey, baby AJ. Go, AJ. Baby AJ. Some of the running backs in that division. Oh. Jesus. AP? Matt yeah. Forte. Fullbacks, Fullbacks and tight ends. Jim Klein Saucer. Come on. Sloshinger, Klein Saucer, yes, yeah, a monster. Motor City, Dan Campbell. You were a dog, yep. dude. Motor City, Dan Campbell also probably got you a couple times. I've seen his Great film. Mm-hmm. He was I'm twi- not taking him on. Tall. I'm not taking on Motor City, Dan Campbell. You don't want that right now either. We saw him at training no. camp. Oh, holy God. shit. What a fucking specimen he still is every single day. Still probably getting after it. Uh, but, AJ, so are you, pal. Congrats on this. Okay, let's, um, let's pick these games. Kansas City Chiefs, Las Vegas Raiders. Come on. 
Chiefs favored by nine and a half on the road. I believe there is everything still in front of yep. the Kansas City Chiefs. So they are playing. Not that the Raiders aren't, but the Chiefs are playing, playing here. Who do you like? How do you like it, AJ? Well, Stidham's playing for the Raiders, correct? Stidham. Mm -hmm. Stidham. He had a great fucking Stoudham. game last week against the number one San Francisco 49ers defense. I know. That's what worries me about that nine and a half picking the Chiefs. Like, you naturally think, oh, I'll pick the Chiefs here. With Stidham, you know what? Give me the Raiders plus nine and a half. Give me the Raiders as well. Chiefs win, though. Congrats to them. And mm -hmm. I believe the NFL has made a decision about the neutral site games for the playoffs. That certainly does include Kansas City Chiefs in all facets. I think they are going to do neutral site. All three teams involved, which would be the Bengals, Chiefs, and the Bills, were on board for the neutral site AFC championship game. And to a lot of people's points on the internet, once the NFL experiences one neutral site championship game and yeah. how it can become an entire spectacle, because it's championship weekend. Let's assume this is going to be the new norm, which is a shame to number one seeds going forward. I wanted to quickly ask you guys a question about an angle uh, for teams that have nothing. What's the angle? What's the, What's the angle? angle? For teams that have nothing to play for this weekend, do you think that teams are who are on the road, who it's more like a business trip, they have to get back on the plane with all their coaches and stuff like that, and instead of a home team that has nothing to play for, they can just get in their fucking car. They might have a flight scheduled that night to go God knows where. Future awkwardness is certainly a driver. I think that's a uh, that's a good call. I think that's Maybe, something I to think about. I don't know if we could really properly be the ones to break that down. Our eyes will have to do that as we watch the games. Great angle. Maybe. Great angle. Great angle. It's a good angle. What are your thoughts on that, AJ? Anything? I think there might be something to it. I know my rookie year, we I think we started out four and eight. We ended up eight and eight, and leading up to our last game against Chicago, if something happened, we could have won and got in. But something happened early in the day, so we knew playing against Chicago, we're not in, and we end up beating them, I believe. And I remember like some D line guys on our team like, oh, we're beating your ass, and they're all like, all right, have fun watching us play next week. But yeah, yeah, a lot days, of oh, come on. yeah, a lot of interesting uh, <laughs> shit talk in that moment there. Titans, yeah. Jags for a place in the playoffs and to win the AFC South. Six and a half point spread. This is on Saturday. How do you feel? Man, that place is going to be rocking, isn't it, on Sunday? This is, like, this is a playoff game for them. Saturday. Saturday, Saturday night. night. Saturday. My, oh, I'm so pumped this Saturday. Josh game. Dobbs. Give me the – I like Dobbs. Give me Tennessee plus six and a half. Really? Yep. I like – I have I've, – showing his parents, everything about that dude. Like, I, I don't know. Henry Fresh him. Legs. Yep. I assume Jeffrey Simmons. Massive game. Six pressure. and a half a lot of points. Rave's still there, right? Biggest yeah. game. Yep. They have been disappointing. Big time. Very. Jags biggest game in a while. Possibly ever. It's gonna be close. Give me Titans six and a half. Uh Jets, Dolphins, three point spread. Obviously, Jets win and Bills win. Steelers are in. Joe Flacco starting against Skyler Thompson. Sky, that's the name. Three point spread there. What are your thoughts in Miami? Give me Miami minus th minus three, I guess. Give me the Jets plus three there. You know. Cleveland Browns, Pittsburgh Steelers, two and a half point spread for the Steelers. Could be a play-in game. They would mm -hmm. have to win, obviously. At home, who do you like? I saw Clowney was sent home. He what, will not be playing in this game. I'll <laughs> yeah. still take the Browns plus two and a half. So, so casual. Saw Clowney was sent home, and other people said that they will not return because they don't feel like they're like hey, there. Hey, hey. Seems like everything's going really well in Cleveland, obviously. <laughs> uh, give me the Pittsburgh Steelers minus two and a half. Kenny Pickett is Kenny fucking Pickett. Hell yeah. Uh, yeah. From this point going forward, I like them. I like that team a lot. They're still building. Even if they don't make the playoffs, they're riding into the offseason saying, we got something here. Young talent seemingly has figured it out. Tomlin's getting a chance to mold what a quarterback. The way he 
He talked shit to Kenny, I think. Mm -hmm. yep. I think Kenny talked shit back to him. I think there's a full... I think Tomlin's excited for this opportunity to create another fucking star quarterback. Yeah, I think he's enjoying it. I think Kenny's the right guy to do it. Give me the Steelers there. Texans, Colts, in Indianapolis, in a packed-out Lucas Oil Stadium on Sunday. Hell yeah. Two-and-a-half-point favorites at home are the Colts with Sam Ellinger playing quarterback. That's right. Whew. So you talked – before Sam started that other game, you talked a lot about yeah. this dude, his lower body, how jacked he is, looks like a cowboy. He does. So He's got off of that, I will still ride off of you being very high on Ellinger. Give me the Colts minus two and a half. Go, bold Go Colts. Go Colts. All right, I'll take the Colts too. This Hell is, yeah. This is clearly a, a Texans plus two and a half game in my eyes, but – Yeah, you heard Lombardi. I have to pick the Colts because I appreciate the Colts, and I think they're going to go in the offseason with Lisa Dub over Houston. A lot of articles mm. are coming out uh, about how last this past year has gone and how Jim Irsay has acted and handled different situations. I guess after, their, after the Colts lost to the Titans down in Nashville, he's like, nope, we ain't doing this shit. <laughs> and that's really uh, – that was really when uh, the – Frank's days were numbered and Matt Ryan's dumb, uh, days were numbered, allegedly. They got a lot to figure out. Who knows if they ever will. Give me the Colts, though. Uh, Bucks and Falcons. I don't believe the Bucks are playing, right? No. They have, they have nothing. nothing to play for. And they're dogs, so I assume. Yeah. And the Falcons, obviously, not playing for playoff contention, but... Artie Smith trying to set a culture. Desmond Ritter down there. How do you feel? What do you like? Give me the Falcons. Minus four and a half. So, like, who is... but? Tampa has to play some starters. You don't have enough to just throw everybody in. Like, yeah, who's going to play who's not playing? Which positions are playing? Definitely not wide oh, receivers. If, is Tom going to play at all? Is it going to be like a preseason game, or is he just nothing? Ian Rappaport said, as you know, it's time to get Tom off the field. So. <laughs> I believe uh, Gumpy's been telling me all week that Kyle Trask is going to dress. So if that – he's normally the third-string quarterback. Green. So, so uh, Tom, also, everybody's seemingly hinting that Tom is not playing yeah. this weekend. Atlanta revenge game, because if you guys remember early in the year, there was that foe roughing the passer on the sack. Oh, Jarrett. Yes. Yep. Yeah, I do remember that. We mm -hmm. did a full breakdown. It's a huge it. deal. Mm -hmm. It is a huge deal. Actually, give me Falcons minus four and a half. Yeah, that's what you took that's the first you time. Took. Happy birthday. Give me it again. Happy Happy birthday. Birthday. Times two. Okay. All yep. right. I like Double the Falcons down. as well. Panthers, Saints stay in the NFC South. Three and a half point spread. Saints at home favored against the Carolina Panthers team has shown to be incredibly gritty. Yeah, they are gritty. Give me uh, the Red Rocket and the New Orleans Saints. Minus three and a half. Me as well. Uh, great. I can't wait to see what the Panthers do. There's another team. A lot of money. Hot opportunity. Mm -hmm. yeah. Wilkes has coached himself into an incredible spot. It feels like anywhere. They love him. Yeah. yeah. I was going to say, a lot yeah. of the players saying that yeah. we found our guy. We want him back. Yeah. I think they've proven that, too, with the way they played. Incredible job by him from day one over there. Patriots, Bills, seven-point spread. Bills favored at home. This is the Bildo game. Oh, no. And mm. also, there was a FaceTime from DeMar <laughs> Hamlin from the hospital to the team meeting room. Surprise. A lot going in the Buffalo Bills' way. Uh, except for obviously not having tomorrow on the field with them anymore. Uh, I like the Bills minus seven. Are you same page here? I feel like the whole world probably. Yeah, even without the whole DeMar situation, I still would like the Bills at minus seven. I'm surprised it's not more. I'm so confused by this. I'm more confused like, by Are the Patriots the... a juggernaut that we didn't know about all of a sudden? Defense is just good. I'm more surprised of the uh, minus 105 on the seven. Yeah, it's not moving. It's almost going to six and a half. Yeah, yeah, I would have expected it to be at seven and a half. Tone, why is that? What's going on? I, to be honest, I I have no idea. It's got to be the I Belichick really factor. Has to be. This is weird. I mean, there's a lot of 
What do they know? Is it the weather? Exactly, AJ. Is there a weather? Is there a weather report? It's 110, 110 now. That make Bomb sense. cyclone. Where's that okay, thing happening? That's that California. Sense. West Coast. Is it, did it happen? Yeah. Yeah, pretty far away from Buffalo, but certainly weather can happen in western New York up there. Yeah, that's weird to me. Let's not think about it. Bills, yeah. move on. Vikings, Bears, seven and a half point on the road. Justin Fields right not playing. Nathan Peterman. Playing. Ooh. Vikings need to bounce back. Give me Vikings minus seven and a half. Give me... <laughs> really? Vikings, Vikings do, they need to do they need to put something together so they feel good. Also playing for something. Give me the Vikings minus seven and a half. You guys don't be stupid, pal. What are you what are we doing? <laughs> Ravens, Bengals. What is that? Nine and a half, right? Mm-hmm. Jeez. Bengals favorite at home. I don't believe Lamar's playing. I don't believe Huntley is playing. Yes. Early indicators saying the line is representing that Huntley's not playing. Nine and a half in Cincinnati. Certainly coming off of not playing a full game on Monday night. I like the Bengals minus nine and a half. AJ? Yes, I like the Bengals minus nine and a half. My wife and my three boys will be in the stadium for this. That was a Christmas gift to them. So they need to, Bengals need to win. Wow. All right. Hey. All right. Your boys are going to be. All right. Herb's going to be in town. Giants, Eagles, 14 point spread. Eagles playing everybody. Giants not playing everybody. Give me the Eagles. AJ? Give me the Eagles. This feels like one, though, where Wink. Yep. To Rod Taylor. It's like a six point game. He's no That's schlub. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Also, the Giants are just scrappy. They're just scrappy. I mean, I feel like there isn't. Don't a... be stupid, Pat. Just take the Eagles. Yep. Move on. Hurts has to get it back rolling. So he took the Eagles. Play. A lot of points. Well, so I'll take the Giants if you want the Eagles. You want the, you want the Eagles? I'll take the Giants. No, don't let me talk. I'll try to talk me. Don't let me talk you into because yeah. I was thinking about going over there. You want yeah. the Giants? Yeah, I'll take the Giants. Fuck. Tyrod. I like Tyrod, man. Me too. Playing for his life. Saquon playing? I doubt it. Okay, give me the Eagles. (laughs) Okay. What are we doing? There's no way, actually, that he's playing. All right. Rams, Hawks, six-point spread in Seattle. This Seattle Seahawks team, what a fascinating tale of a team that was maybe going to go in a run that was much better without Team 3 around. I think they are still that, but now much different conversation at the end of the year. Six-point spread in Seattle. Your thoughts? Uh, Seattle at home. Give me them all the way. Minus six right here. Baker Mayfield. How will he be able to have? Uh, Seattle Seahawks clinch wild card berth with win over Rams in Packers loss to Lions. Yep. So they are playing for something. Give me. Is Jalen playing? When Seahawks win, it eliminates the Lions, correct? I would guess that he's playing. Yeah, me he's too. not hurt. Bake playing for his life. <laughs> Give me the Seahawks. Broncos at home. Chargers, three-point spread. I do not believe anything's on the line. Chargers are already in. Yeah. Yeah, Chargers are in. That's why the Broncos are favorites. Yeah, if the Chargers lose and the Ravens win, do the Ravens move to five, I believe, and the Chargers move to six. A little bit of seeding, it sounds like, from Mm -hmm. Connor's mind. What are your thoughts on this game, three-point spread? Um, whether right or wrong, I don't believe I've picked the Broncos yet this year, and I'm going to stay that way. Give me Chargers plus three. Me too. Cardinals, Niners, 14-point spread in hmm. San Fran. The San Francisco 49ers. Um, they could still get the number yes. one seed yeah. potentially. They win How many Eagles sacks does Bosa have right now? They win, Philly loses. They're yes. one seed. 
So they're going to want to win. 17 yes. and a half, I'm seeing. But Eagles, same time as them. Yeah, Eagle, they're, yeah, yeah they're, they're both at they're four all the o'clock. Same. same exact time. Same with the Cowboys, because if, if the Eagles lose and the Cowboys win, uh, Cowboys win the division. Eagles I'm trying to process card. how much and how hard people are trying all the time. Chargers yeah. and Ravens are both 10 and 6. So. This is a tough week because we're trying to guess who's trying, who's not trying. Uh-huh. If they are trying, are they trying for how long? Yeah, and that Chargers game and the Ravens game is massive just because that's the difference between Titans and Jags or the Bengals. That's tough. Yeah. Give me the Niners at home, 14-point favorites over the Arizona Cardinals. I hope J.J. Watt gets a sack last game, but I like the Niners. Yeah, I like the Niners here, uh, minus 14. Man, big spread, but, yeah, give me Niners. Scoreboard watching. Imagine if the Giants get up, the Niners, while they're watching that scoreboard. Yeah. All right, party, let's fucking go. Let's run the little magic show. Put Uh, Kittle back in. Yeah, bingo. Cowboys, Commanders, seven-point spread in Washington. Starter for that game, Sam Howe, quarterback out of North Carolina, uh, was mm-hmm. injured early. This is his last game of his rookie year. What do they got? Taylor Heineke said, I understand. Seven points, Dallas Cowboys, nothing? Seating still. Yeah, they, yeah, they can go to the one seat. Yeah. yeah. There's so many crazy things that could take place. It's absurd. Mm-hmm. And with this 2022 season, now 2023, obviously, linger, carryover. Anything could potentially take place. Yeah, right. It feels like the yeah. Eagles will win, but could you, like everything is just up in the air. And if the Eagles are a wild card team after this year, how about the Cowboys, bro? Congrats to them. Seven point favorites in Washington. Who do you like, AJ? I like the Cowboys. Love their defense, and I think Dak gets it done. Yeah. Sam Howell, I don't know. He might have some success, but give me the Cowboys. Playing for something as well, seemingly. Yeah, yeah. There is a hilarious yeah. prop. Uh, Tr- Trayvon Diggs has three interceptions. He is plus 9,000 to have two interceptions to get to five, which allegedly some incentives for him. Against Sam Howell. Yes. All right, let's go to Sunday Night Football. Win, and you're in for the Packers. Possibly win, and you're in for the Lions. Four-and-a-half-point spread in Lambeau. The brand-new Lions have obviously showcased some football that we haven't seen from the city of Detroit in a long time. Oh, yeah. Inspired. They're getting fortunate bounces to go their way. Wild. Big-time plays are somehow swinging in their favor when every single time in the past they'd be going the opposite direction. Late leads, instead of giving them up, they're extending them. The Lions are a real squad, and the Green Bay Packers are a storied team. Been there, done that with everything this year. Had to find their new chemistry, find their new team, their new way of doing things on the offensive side of the ball. Defense had to get it figured out as well, and seemingly they have. Mm-hmm. Last four games, they've played mightily different than they were playing at the beginning of the season. Will the Packers be able to backdoor into the playoffs? Do the Packers win? And do they win by more than four and a half, A.J. Hawk? Yeah, I think the Packers win, and they win by more than four and a half. I'll take them at minus four and a half here. Their defense has been taking the ball away, too. Jared Goff, like, it's going to be – that atmosphere is going to be amazing. Yeah. We know how the roller coaster has been throughout this year. The fact that they're sitting here and they win and they're in. Yeah, I think the Packers take this one. I like the Packers as well. Good luck to your team, Foxy. Can't Thank wait you. to chat about all of this on Monday. Remember, we have the incredible opportunity – of strolling the field for the national championship on Monday night. Wild. We'll be live from SoFi Field on Monday. A lot, like six of us will be live. We will have full show live Saturday from SoFi Stadium. And I, we'll be talking a lot of NFL, obviously, because that's a lot of Black Monday stuff, a lot of people getting fired there yep. in around the NFL. Tomorrow? Doing a game tomorrow or a show tomorrow? No, this is Monday. It's Saturday. Oh, okay. You oh, said Saturday. 
That's on me. Monday is what I'm talking about. Overreaction Monday. We're going to be there. Oh, yep. yeah. Potential yes. real guests, too, because L.A., a lot of people that live in the L.A. Yeah, area. A lot of That's people right. there for the game. And the football world. I mean, we could – I'm very excited for Overreaction Monday. We are going to lose our minds, I think, yeah. Hell yeah. to everything that took place because there's so many things that could take place, let alone the story of the week. What will be happening with DeMar by Monday? Mm -hmm. What will the updates be for that? We're looking at the playoff setup. Who's playing who? Who has the easiest road? Where's the neutral site game going to be? Is it going to be in Indianapolis? Right. Right. I can't wait for Monday. I hope everybody has an incredible weekend. Two games tomorrow, a bunch on Sunday, national championship on Monday. Let's enjoy this life. Happy birthday, AJ. Happy birthday, birthday, AJ. Big thank, thank you, you to Ian Rappaport and Michael Lombardi. AJ, we will let you take it away here as we wrap up your birthday nope. show. Anything you'd like to tell people nah. now that you've turned 39 <laughs> no, years not. old? Before you finish, no. We're not starting this whole thing again. AJ Hawk, <laughs> you have accomplished so many things in your life. You just turned 39. What would you tell others who would like to maybe have the same well, amount of success that you have had in your 39 years of life? Well, Lombardi hit. I liked what uh, Lombo said. He said, what, George Ravelade from 62 to 82 was the best part of his life. Yes. This, you look back and you think, oh, those are the good old days. Nope. I've told you before. We're living the good old days right now. It only gets better every single day. Hell yeah. Wow. Yeah. Happy birthday, AJ. Happy birthday, Hawk. Happy birthday, AJ. Thank you. Happy birthday to you guys. No. Whoa. Right. It's not it our birthday. Come on. All right. Oh. See everybody. Have an incredible weekend. We'll see you on Overreaction Monday. It's going to be absurd, we assume. And we're excited for it, and we're thankful for all of you. Goodbye.